0: sit down is with Zach Hudson. Zach is another returning guest. Zach is a good old friend of mine and anytime we get together we get into some pretty fun and weird topics. On this one we discuss an experience he had when he was younger, a viewing, a sighting of a humanoid creature type being. We return to the Hopi prophecy that he brought up the last time uh, he was here and discuss some of his updated theories on that, and maybe how it applies to current times. Um, We get into a lot of the stuff that he's just been experiencing and kind of learning and working on the last few months. And along with that comes some of the weird stuff that's been going on around us. And also um, kind of the idea of how do we keep our ideas open? How do we share with those around us? How do we create a space to bounce ideas and feedback off of each other and continue to improve our perspectives So uh, those are some of the things. It's always fun hanging with Zach. Here we go.
1: Since then, I have learned that water changes the temperature of something 90 times faster than air. So she's like, It's okay. not bad. Like, it feels pretty good. Like, it's a little chilly. There's some snow on the ground. I should be able yeah. to just dive in off the diving board into the pool and swim to the other side. No, no problem. Oh, man. Oh. I thought I wasn't sure if she was gonna make. It, if she was gonna I mean, make it.
0: <laughs> that was New Year's Eve, right? Wasn't that it New was. Year's Eve? So it was. So it's probably oh, 33, 30, 30, No, it uh, there snowed was snow hard. On it the snowed. Ground. Ice in the ground. Okay, cool. was so It was maybe 25, 26 degrees yeah. probably. Man, um, I'd love to go
1: back and actually know. So how for cold those that of was. you that don't know this story, yeah, one of our our dear friends it was in our class. At this New Year's Eve party, decided to dive into the pool. Well, a few of us,
0: board. a few of us did it. I oh, jumped so? yeah, a few of us oh, jump, swam through, it. and then um, <laughs> another person said, "I'm gonna do that." And yeah, and um, and she
1: was not prepared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I and you know, I wasn't that worried about it until she <laughs> until she breached the surface of the water, and it was like. <laughs> rut, rut.
2: <laughs> like,
1: such a deep inhale i was like oh no something has gone horribly wrong yeah she was struggling safe to say
0: i mean oh, that man. is such a i was equally as young and um you know so <laughs> yeah, the whole this, thing this is eighth absurd. Grade, I
1: guess?
0: yeah i don't know when that was but um i do remember though that once they got out of the pool um, they ran over to the house <laughs> to come inside <laughs> and the person, <laughs> the person who owned the house didn't want them to get water inside. <laughs> That's right. So they said they couldn't oh, come in. So now oh, the man. person standing with dripping cold water, I guess that means your clothes are starting to freeze if it's 27 yeah. degrees outside.
1: Party zone. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> and then you think of like <clears throat> somebody like Wim Hof. And you see, right. like, what he does to prepare for something like that, versus a bunch of eighth graders that are like, "Oh yeah, they probably just got done smoking cloves," and they're like, "Let's dive in. We should be right, golden." Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. That is wise choices. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was, wise that choices was for the new year. Memorable. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that reminds me. I actually, in the t- in election times, as we kind of have been in, and I was at um, her house actually during, I guess it was the, uh, it must have been Obama, Obama and, uh, yeah, the first Obama term, I don't even know, was he in there more than one term? I don't pay that much That would have been around 2008,
0: things. you mean when, uh, that election?
1: Yes, and I was at her house, and <laughs> was upstairs and sat down on this glass table. I don't know what I was Uh, thinking uh, on the edge of this table and it just exploded. I've never (laughs) seen glass do that before. (laughs) It exploded everywhere. And I fell back into the glass, the frame of the glass table that was metal I remember her dad came rocketing up there and was like, what is going on? I was so embarrassed and felt so bad. It was just like laying in this pile of glass and like (laughs) just shocked. And, and, oh man, it was rough. Yeah. What, what happened to grandma's table? <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> this was a crystal from antarctica yeah
0: oh my oh gosh, gosh.
1: <laughs> and you're like you can't sit on this thing as a table yeah when the world glass since when I thought this was <laughs> yeah transparent aluminum what's going on here that's pretty funny have you f- are you familiar with transparent aluminum no i haven't i'm not that stuff is legit transparent I'm so aluminum on my
0: aluminum studies
1: yeah, I mean, I me mean, drink Coca Cola out of transparent aluminum. It's next level.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's the, the best case use for this amazing technology. Yeah, I mean, I assume it's, keep it out of your body. But aside from that,
1: um, yeah, is when it, it's what, it's actually it very strange. Like, I don't really. Through? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly why it's called aluminum because, as far as I know, it doesn't have any metallic properties. It, it ultimately is like a incredibly strong glass and is used in uh, windows for, from my research, used in in windows for, like, NASA spaceships and things because it's it can be very th- uh, strong even though it's very thin. And it's also, cool. um, you can, like, see, you can use thermal cameras through it as well. I guess standard glass sometimes has the ability to mess with thermal imaging, but okay. with this transparent aluminum. But, yeah, like... If you take bulletproof glass and, uh, like, the thickest bulletproof bulletproof glass is not near as strong as, like, an inch of transparent aluminum. Okay. It's pretty wild. You can see some videos online of, like, bullets shooting into transparent aluminum. So it's one of those things that sounds like, you know, I've heard it mentioned as well, like, in, like, sci-fi stuff. And it's like, oh, that sounds fake. And then you research it, and it's like, actually, this is real. It's expensive, but you can buy it. Like if you wanted to go on and online and buy some right now, you could, but, uh, it's not cheap, but it's like, why is this? Yeah. It's just so many various. So I could replace
0: the doors on my civic with transparent (laughs) aluminum.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it would be phenomenal to do something like that for, you know, windows and windshields or something for, you know, deeper protection or even maybe for bulletproof vehicles. Who knows? They might already have that kind of stuff for some kind of like high level bulletproof stuff, but sure pretty interesting
0: yeah all that stuff's amazing when you see like the pope driving around in a vehicle behind glass or whatever it is i mean um, even the president's speech a couple days ago i think that was the first time i'd ever seen him behind um oh really
1: glass um now when you say uh, the president who are you referring to uh
0: not the president-elect but the president i guess got it okay yeah yeah um and I I i don't i mean i there's plenty of that that I've missed, but I don't think I'd ever seen, I don't think I'd ever seen a president behind, uh, protective glass, but I know I've never at, seen
1: that.
0: Yeah. I was, I noticed it at least, or, um, but I haven't like researched, you know, who stood behind glass, the Pope mobile, right? That was like the famous thing growing up.
1: <laughs> um, right. That's a funny which, term.
0: Well, that and the
1: mobile, I guess, those right. are the two most yeah. famous, and
0: the A-team van, those are the three three most there famous you go. vehicles.
1: Oh man. Uh, Gosh, I've yeah. been – I'm on like episode 13 or 14 maybe on Stargate <clears throat> season four, SG-1. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking my, about – my fans uh, out there. Last,
0: uh, last time we were chatting – sorry, I, ram- I just rammed you off no, the road there. But no, you're last good. Last time we were chatting, um, I forgot where you were in the process of SG-1. But I'm, I'm so glad to hear I'm you're still further. with
1: it. I'm a bit further. Yeah, I am still with it, and it's it's so good. You know, I, I for me – you know, my experience, um, which, you know, I, I won't go too d- into depth about, um, but I, at, in my young years, or, uh, like around seven, seven and a half, probably years old, I um, unknowingly before, unknowingly moments before it happened had visible like in-person contact with a non-terrestrial being. Um, or I guess it may, could have been some kind of a cloaking something for a tra- 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 terrestrial being, but it was nothing right. like I'd ever seen before. Um, and what, what do you mean
0: by a moments before it happened or something, there's something there I didn't catch?
1: Well, I was saying that I, I unintentionally, or I didn't realize, I was saying unknowingly made contact, but un, you know, I wasn't like, trying i wasn't like in some state like i want to connect with something you know i was sleeping and got right. a knock on the window and woke up and went to the window pulled up in the blinds and there was this you know seven or eight seven or eight foot being that was um yeah terrifying <laughs> uh to really to describe it and not to really go into detail terrifying so it did
0: it was not like. a positive vibe you weren't like knocking the window and there's an angel out there like blowing you kisses
1: No, definitely not. I'm knocking on your window,
0: and this is not uh, invisible aluminum,
1: by the way, or transparent (laughs) aluminum. Right, it's not transparent aluminum. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. I was definitely not feeling safe in any way. Um, I mean,
0: if I was seven and I opened the windows and then nothing was there, I'd be like, oh, that's scary. That's dark.
1: Right. No, this was uh, the vibe I I was feeling. It seemed very intentional from its side to be uh, trying to scare me. But I recently had a conversation a couple of days ago um, with someone who was like, I think that actually may have been some it's, it may have been more positive and they just kind of screwed up and didn't show the right like appearance to you, which I'm still right. kind of like l- playing with that idea. But regardless, all that to say um, that part experience, of ho- part of
0: you hopes they would they would get that part of their their diplomatic training down right
1: right before they start
0: showing up to seven-year-olds
1: right exactly i respectfully joke right yeah and i'm yeah i I don't maybe maybe that's the case but it didn't feel that way but regardless uh i i bring that up because you know at that point in time i was like most people are at that age you know you know what your parents tell you you know what Friends tell you, and you know what you've seen, you know, in books or you know the the minimal amount of television I was allowed to watch at that time of my life, and but there was nothing that I had seen or heard or been told that like accounted for like oh yeah you you might see these guys too like no no definitely not minus maybe some kind of a very like light being angelic angel situation, but anyways that experience for me. Sent me um, on a, a path that allowed my mind and my heart to be open to the possibility that there is more here than what is kind of explained to us. So I say that to tie back into Stargate, that you know, I have it's easier for me to s- see the possibility of what's in this show being. Um, having some elements of of reality into it and it not all just being like a fun sci-fi show but going wow interesting i I could see this um so as well as lining up with a lot of various other things that i've researched and um you know have uh, explored various terminology and different planets and things of that nature so anyways yeah i'm i'm enjoying the the stargate and uh series and it made me think of it because you said um the uh, a-team vehicle but just the the thing that's been fun about it is the like you know late 80s early 90s tv series the ridiculousness you can get away with in those shows and it'd be like you know the, the kind of thing of like hey let's we got something really secret we need to talk about let's walk four feet away from this person we don't want them to hear us and we'll talk right. about it with normal voice they definitely won't hear us you know or, or like even just this,
0: the, even just the like opening credits where it's like, what'd you say? Huh? Oh, Hey. And then my name comes up, you know? <laughs> right, right. I love Super that. cheesy the turn, in, the, in the
1: graphics. Yeah, yeah. The turn,
0: like, I don't know what we're shooting. Are we shooting the opening? Oh, Hey. <laughs> so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's one the, of those it, in the
0: A-team where Murdoch like oh, yeah. turns around and puts a cigar in his mouth kind of thing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's a little different. It's a little different.
1: Some of the, I, I know what you're, what you're referring to though. But yeah. yeah, it's it also has been making me think of um Ah, uh, what's the the um oh man, from your movie uh X the the show Alien Vexter? Alien Vexter, yes. <laughs> it's been making me think of Alien Vexter as I've been watching some of the Stargate episodes. Oh yeah, my, that was but, so
0: fun to make that stuff. Then just oh go man, full so steam like like young kid propaganda <laughs> action adventure you know just absurdity totally
1: yeah so good that was a lot of fun that was you know that was a great kind of reintroduction to like kind of rekindling our friendship too because i had been gone for some time and we'd both kind of been on our own paths but you know me coming back into town and it's like oh cool audio stuff oh yeah let's collaborate here that was a really fun way to like Kind of bridge also like sort of career, job, and friendship on a, on a creative, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed with fun and creativity and, um, yeah, in support of one another, you know? I actually yeah. was just, I think it was maybe like three nights ago, I opened up this old journal and, uh, out of the journal fell my ticket stub to <sighs> when the movie screening. Like, oh, that's oh, great. That's I'm so glad good. you still have it. Oh, yeah. For sure. That, yeah, that's a, that's
0: a classic. Cool. If nothing else, bookmark, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, those are good memories. And that was that night, too, was the night, um, Roya, who was, gosh, she was probably five at the time, who fell mm-hmm. asleep on me and then ended up peeing on me <laughs>
2: while she was, oh, sleeping. yeah, at the screening.
1: At the screening, I'm sitting there, like, in, like, my, you know, I didn't have a tux on, but I was dressed nice. And I'm like, what is it's so warm? What, Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, it's, oh, it's pooling up in my shoe. Oh, Roy's peeing on me and my shoe is full of pee now. <laughs> oh yeah. man,
0: that's pulling that up in great. this lady's shoe next to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I remember afterwards, like, cause everyone's mingling, you know, and, and I uh, was carrying Roya and just was wet from her pee and going yeah. up to Richard Freeman and, uh, you know, him wanting to, to chat and catch up and told him what was happening. He was like, oh dude. He's like, I, that has happened so many times to me. I get it, <laughs> no yeah. problem. He's like, you got to go home, go for it. Yeah, you Richard know, it's, knows was,
0: what's up. He's, yeah. he's he's on the on the dad move.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's fun to, it was fun to have that experience and then have another friend who is you know known for so much longer than that. Be like, oh, uh huh. I, I get that. Well, he's that such experience. a positive
0: guy too. He's gonna. Yeah. He knows how to roll with the punches.
1: hmm. Yeah, that was fun. I had to to make a quick exit, but. They've made for a memorable evening. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: funny. Oh, man. It's funny you're talking, you bringing up sound design again too, because um, I don't know, it's such a, it's it's such a fun part of the whole thing and art form and all that. Mm. And I know that was something that I don't know, it was it was a cool thing to kind of overlap and agreed. Uh, get out, get out the uh, utensil mm-hmm. drawer and all sorts of weird <laughs> stuff. and start recording.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, I was actually um, there's a a organization called Mind Valley. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Um, they do a no. bunch of courses and events and, and different things. But um, it's also an app on your phone or on your laptop or whatnot website. But they have these various e courses, um, and so I'm I'm doing several right now. But one of them is called Super Brain, and one of the things uh, in the lesson today was like reminiscing on what it is a time in your life where you felt very inspired um very excited about life and then to kind of um investigate that and go like why did you feel ex- inspired and excited and you know what were you doing what what were the the various um factors that were day-to-day things that you know got you really juiced and it, two things came to mind one was when i was on the road touring with shooter for five years and having the ability to, you know, wake up every morning and open up the blinds on the tour bus and see a completely different city than I was when I went to sleep and just the, the fun touring of that. And then the other was the, the sound design and really finding, just like you're saying, pulling out the silverware drawer, or I remember being in school and like trying to figure out how to make someone's footsteps sound like they're walking on the outside of a spaceship in this japanimation show that movie that we were working on in school right. and like going into the bathroom and finding the the um toy toil- or no it was the first aid kit in the bathroom and like tapping on it and it like sounded perfect so like bringing a whole mic set up in the bathroom and like getting the reverb and just that the like really um very fun and playful creative aspect of trying to trick our brains into see thinking what we hear goes with you know what we're seeing on a screen but it's something yeah. totally random you wouldn't think of you know
0: yeah and there's so much magic um magicianry i don't know what the word would be mm. but um in film or visual storytelling and everybody's looking at the image. It's so hard to a lot of times even notice the sound. So you almost have more space for trickery or magic yeah. with your sound design a lot of times. Mm. Um, so true. And everything is s- maybe sound and frequency. When you zoom in, anyway, waveform. Uh, it's just right. uh, it's such a quick way to communicate mm. um, with people. It's yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember one project that I was doing for myself just for fun. When I was in school, because you know it was really cool, and you, I'm sure you've probably seen these too in your, your film career. But um, the and it, it, I'm, it now they're all digital, but in the day when I was in school, you know we would get like a, a maybe a 100 or 200 CD disc set from um, you know Paramount or Warner Brothers or Disney that was just all sound effects. You know, hmm. It's like, okay, cool, you got your little book. You're like, hmm, I need a motorcycle starting, but it needs right. to be a motorcycle from this type of motorcycle. And it's like, all right, cool, page 14, okay, number 372. And then you pull out your CD, and then there it is. And yeah. so having just these massive databases of sounds, I was like, man, I want to create a whole – I guess it wasn't a whole movie, but a 10-minute you know, – movie if you will but it's just all sound and how right. to really portray what's going on with just sound and no visuals and it was like this guy who's gets in his car drives to this mall and is doing some shopping and you understand that it's Christmas because you hear Christmas music in the background and while he's gone right. someone breaks into his house and he gets home and this guy's there and he is sneaking through the house trying to find if who this intruder is and then I get into this little fight at the house and, and the that was as far as i got with i at never the airport finished it and the kids home alone and he's like oh i gotta <laughs> yeah, defend right. this house yeah they totally ripped me off man i know i'm still <laughs> waiting on that one <laughs> yeah it was fun though you know I'd, I'd never seen anything really like that it's kind of like an audio book but there's not any dialogue it's just all sounds sure um, so it's it's fun to, it was fun oh to that's kind of interesting myself yeah. Yeah. So it's not no even like dialogue. a
0: stage play with with conversation.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Only thing you really would hear that would be considered like dialogue would be the the breathing of the main character and then the the mm-hmm. guy who's, you know, breaking and then a couple of background you know people at the mall. But it was fun. That's something I yeah. would I would be interested in exploring again.
0: It was cool. Yeah, the history of sound design is pretty fun stuff. I know mm. Disney has a huge, has yeah. some cool behind the scenes stuff and then. Oh yeah, and Lord of the Rings.
2: Merch.
0: Um yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, the the uh extended versions of the Lord of the Rings if you get the um I get many more metal
0: clanking sounds and there's mud so footsteps cuz we need more.
1: <laughs> yeah, right exactly. You guys have any more, bridge, more grunting. Well, there's a uh, you see how many orcs there? Are? Break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kind yeah, that's a growl. fun one though. Yeah. That was that was very impressive for me to watch that. Those guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or that team. A lot of, I, I mean, say. a lot of
0: the fantasy and sci-fi kind of genre, um, sound design-wise. Uh, a lot of the war movies, obviously, too. But uh, I mean, at the Oscars, you see them a lot of times snagging yeah. that prize, but it's fun mm-hmm.
1: to see. Yeah, it's definitely so an art. So much
0: skill, even in the pop, more popcorn-type blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. Foley Art. I forget the guy's name. Something I shouldn't Foley. shouldn't say
0: skill. Hoop. There's skill in all those movies, but I mean like... Real creative, subtle, you know, mm. that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, especially if you're like, you know, working on something that's n- not on this earth or has really unique technology in it or something, and then like coming up, like, "Oh, what does that sound like?" Right. You know, how to how? Yeah. To next thing you know, you're in a, you're feeling. in a
0: field, you know, with a like a um, very sensitive <laughs> microphone on like a, right. a, a metal fence and you're creating lightsaber sounds or you got a slinky and you're creating lightsaber sounds. And
1: uh, Yeah. I remember when I was or on not tour, lightsaber,
0: actually. but the gun, the laser guns, I remember that from, from star Wars. Yeah.
1: Oh, is that how they did that?
0: I, I think it was cool. something like that because, um, on certain substances, the high frequencies and the low frequencies travel at different speeds. So mm-hmm. when you record it through that or off of that, you'll get the you know, interesting um, where you cool. hear the high yeah. frequency and then the low i think you know yeah. kind of rephrasing all that but
1: yeah that it makes does me make think sense. of of when i've been outside <clears throat> and it's been snowing or there's ice and ice is starting to melt and it's dropping off of wires and i've heard that same kind of sound interesting. Of like a, but yeah. yeah when i was touring <clears throat> the drummer um one day I came off the tour bus, and he's at the far end of the tour bus, and he was like, wait, stop right there. Put your ear against the the bus. So I put my ear against the bus, and he started playing his drumsticks on the other end of the bus, and the vibrations coming down the bus sounded just like those um, laser guns you're talking about from Star Wars. It was wild. It sounded so cool. I was like, dude, good good work.
0: (laughs) Reminds me of being underwater and hearing a uh, Mm. boat engine across the way or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's pretty
1: amazing stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much, so much going on that, you know, we, we don't even really understand. <laughs> like, how yeah. is all of this happening? Yeah. yeah. You can't well, put it all in a box. A lot of interesting Although stuff. Some to, people
0: want to. A lot of interesting stuff to watch and get distracted and not notice.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One thought I feel that. like
0: I'm kind of pulling us back here. Um, yeah. if there's more sound thoughts, we can go there, but, we've talked about a lot of weird stuff in the past. So it's easy for me to just kind of move through it. But in terms of that experience that you were talking about a few minutes Mm -hmm. ago with getting the tap on the window and getting up, um, I kind of just, I'm just curious to sit in that even to hear that full story of waking up to a tap, going to the window, seeing Mm -hmm. a creature at like what distance and for what length. And then he did a back flip off the porch or he disappeared (laughs) or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then how did that go? How did that, like wrap up and then you're just sitting on the edge of your bed with uh a knife uh thinking that's the best you can do or what what happens
1: from there (laughs) yeah well um yeah full full story um so this was we just moved to uh nashville from new orleans and yeah bunk beds middle of the night storm there's a storm happening um so various lightning flashes and thunder you know just a typical storm um The Tennessee storm situation. Um, And yeah, hear the knocks, get down from the bunk bed, you know. And I was, you know, like I said, six and a half years old and full of wonder. And, you know, I'm a a very curious person. So I didn't have any reason to be scared, but, uh, you know, went over, pulled open the blinds. As soon as I did, loud lightning crack you know, as it does, lights up the hole outside, and then at the same time, the phone rang and the doorbell rang. Um, and there in front of me, it was, so there was a, a garden bed outside of the, the front of the house that So you're ran, on the bottom floor? Bottom floor. It was a one-story house. Okay. So, main main floor. Um, garden bed. So you can kind of, you know, there's, I would say it was from the, the wall of the house to where the the mulch in the bed stopped was Mm -hmm. probably four feet. um, Right. And this being was standing in the mulch. So I would say, and I was, you know, I didn't have my face up against the glass, but close enough to pull up the blind. So I would say from my face to its, uh, my, as far as height goes, I was about at its waist, Um, So, like, my eyes to its belly button, uh, hips area was, I don't know, I'd say probably four feet. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, three to four feet. It was not far. (laughs) And I was, you know, looking up, and it was looking down at me. And, yeah, lightning crash, phone rang, doorbell rang. I screamed and was just completely shocked and, and baffled and terrified. Turned around, ran across, ran out of my room, and um, there was a hallway. If I had went out my door and went to the right, I would have gone down a long hallway that would have taken me to another hallway, which if I turned right would go to the front door, go left, go into the living room. But straight across that hallway was another door, which was the door to my parents' room. Um, right. So I ran out my door straight through that hall into their room, and when I opened the door... My dad was like turning on the his light, his lamp on the bedside table and answering the phone and was like, hello. And nobody was there. So he hung up the phone. He left the room and went to look at answer the door because the doorbell had rang as well. And while he was gone, I was telling my mom what I had seen. And uh, you you might remember this book called This Present Darkness. It was like a. That I don't even know exactly I don't know if I'm thinking what a, it was about. A movie, it was. Maybe. No it was a book um, it was a, a Christian book about all kinds of various things from what I remember. Um, but the chapter that my mom had just been reading was about spiritual warfare and it was explaining all these different demon beings and what I described was exactly what one of these beings had been described as so she starts crying then because she like thought you know that she had pulled this into the family and was like all blaming herself and distraught about it and uh yeah my dad came back and we you know kind of just i just laid in bed with him and cried and that was the yeah majority of the evening and then it was you know a, a lifetime of uh getting comfortable around windows and trying to you know be able to explore what i saw without other people thinking i'm crazy um Slash find people that had had similar experiences or at least encountered similar beings, um, and yeah, it definitely has led led to some really interesting um, friendships and relationships in my life with people that understand what I'm talking about, um, and it's also alienated some people because they're just like, yeah, you're crazy. That's you were right. a kid, you were dreaming. And I'm like, all right. Thank right. <laughs> Well, I appreciate your perspective and yeah, I'm going to go this way now. So, right. Uh, yeah. It's a,
0: um, it's, I've never seen anything super explicit like that. I don't know if explicit is the right word, but just super clear cut, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that being seems pretty aware of me and humanoidish. I've never seen anything like that, that I can remember at least. Yeah. Um, but I've got a few friends that have seen some pretty crazy stuff, whether it's inside their home or just outside their home or up in the sky too. So it, for me, you know, I'm not taking out any bets or loans on any one story, but, Mm -hmm. but I also, I feel like I'm kind of swimming in the ocean Mm -hmm. and if some, and this, if this ocean goes, we, we don't know how far or how deep, I I mean, they know, but if it goes, my brain can't comprehend how deep Mm -hmm. and somebody tells me they saw a, you know, a fish that, swims in curly Q circles and has, you know, like a cigar or something, you know, if they told me something (laughs) that I didn't understand cigars may be hard underwater. Um, I'm just trying to think of something super absurd. Sure. My stance is normally like, okay, well until I cover all the inches of the ocean (laughs) right at the same time. So I know that thing isn't, it doesn't, what am I doing telling you, you know, you're wrong. If sure. if all of a sudden that starts trickling into life stuff and I realize this person's just making up stuff cuz they're bored then that's a different thing, but right, if somebody's sure. like, "Okay, I'm getting back to my life now or oh, the games on or I got to go vote or I got to go make this piece of art or raise this child," you know, th- normally they're too busy to be wasting my time with um a fake story or they have the guts to tell sure. me, "Check out this sweet short story I wrote." <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um so anyway, whatever, that's a long way of saying it, but all this stuff, I kind of eat it up. Um, when I was yeah, younger, it was more just alien kind of talk or spiritual kind of talk, you know, like seeing an angel or a demon and then, or seeing an alien or a UFO. But um, yeah, there's so many sub avenues of that that it gets crazy, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those things, that's like the... Um, I don't know if it was a Michelson-Morley experiment. Uh, I can't remember exactly which one, but the exper- experiment where they were trying to determine if there were particles or waves. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah the the, one... both, the slit, the slit. Exactly, yeah, the whole slit uh, light situation. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I see. You know, it's all waves. Look at it right there. And they're like, no, it's all particles. Look, don't you see it right here? And it was all about what you believed and what you looked at, what you wanted to see and what you believed it was going to be, and that's what you saw. So there was both waves and particles there, just depending upon who was looking. So it's kind of one of those same things as going, yeah, I saw this. Okay, well, you know, that's not real. Okay, that's if right. that's your belief and that's your perspective, then, you know, you're going to have particular filters they are going to filter those things out for you. You know, it's almost like that reminds me of also the, the story of when, um, you know, the boats were coming to America for the first time, and the indigenous were, you know, the indigenous scouts who were, you know, just constantly on lookout, started to see these boats coming, but from them, from their their entire life and their history and their you know ancient history, nobody ever talked about you know some kind of a you know, boat that you that Columbus was exploring with, you know, they they never saw that. So they didn't no. have anything in their language, anything in their memory, anything in their mind to put together that visual that they were seeing. And so, you know, the story goes that they weren't actually capable of seeing these boats until one of the individuals, which I believe, you know, it was someone who was more, less so a a scout and more someone that was out walking That was more on like a shamanic side that started sensing something and then started to be able to slowly see these boats and then went to one of the scouts and was like look don't you see it's this here and it's got these things and the and then they were like whoa i do see it and it's you know they were able to then all see it over time um but the same kind of thing, where it's like if you've got this these belief system filters, and as we're learning through like people like uh Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton, you know, you learn about the biology of belief and how much that uh, affects our brain chemistry and the you know all of the aspects of our biology and cells and things of that nature. It's really wild, so it seems as if you know all is frequency, and the key is belief system and you know if you believe then it's possible and if you don't it's not there seems
0: to be three things that come to mind one is that uh particle or wave slit experiment Mm -hmm. um the other is the is it yamamoto i forget the doctor's name with the rice and the water you know yeah Mm masamomoto um yeah and then um the third would be the um the fact that the medical system has to utilize the um, placebo effect, and the fact yeah. that right at the yeah. center of that's why I kind of feel like science and religion are sisters. I don't, I, mm. whenever somebody says, like, I'm with religion, science is dumb, or science is it, <laughs> and religion is not, you know, right? I, sure. I don't get it. I kind of don't get that because to me, they're, they're both their goal is to describe what's going on and they do it from mm. two different angles and they hold hands yep. the whole time. So, yeah. Um, but it's funny that medicine, you know, right at the core of all of our medicine is this thing called the placebo effect that we just walk right past. But mm-hmm. that is everybody saying your mind is so powerful with creating your reality and or your health or whatever it is that we've got to factor that into every test we do. That's crazy.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes that's more effective than the actual medicine that is in the test, which is incredible. Right, right. If you
0: get a placebo, you could be like, man, I'm feeling good. You know, you're just stoked. (laughs) No, I, I, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, actually, it's interesting that you say that because, well, it makes me think of a couple of things. But this morning, I didn't go to bed. I didn't actually probably fall asleep until close to 5 a.m. Technically, I guess it would be this morning, but last night, quote unquote, and woke up and like actually got out of bed around 9:30 and so i didn't get much sleep and uh i was um sitting down like in the in the morning kind of like collecting my thoughts and just kind of like letting the sun kind of open my eyes a little bit here and in, in the room downstairs and um i was like oh man i didn't i'm tired i didn't get a lot of sleep and then i was like wait a minute do I have to tell myself that story? What if I told myself and I like postured, postured my body as if I was really full of energy and, you know, got tons of sleep and was feeling very alive and I was like, all right, let's play that role. So I did it and it was like, bam, instantly all through my body. Like I had just this chemical reaction of feeling very alive and very awake and very rested. And it was really cool like, oh, that's fun. I'm going to continue to explore that throughout the day. And I haven't been tired at all. Actually, it's been a very, very proactive day. I've been taking loads of stuff to the dump and moving stuff from my house, out of my garage and stuff. So I've been very active and I haven't even Mm -hmm. I haven't even once been like, man, I'm tired or even remembered that I got that little amount of sleep until just now. Yeah, Um, the
0: sleep thing is crazy in terms of what's going on in my day because there's days where I'll get more. I mean, I try to do a good job with it, but um, There's days I'll get more and be sluggish and vice versa. And uh, mm. sometimes I, I'll I can really understand it. This week for me, I've had it's almost been like uh, yeah, hard to really lock down what the direct connection between time in bed and and how I'm feeling during the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was actually. But one I of do. The, I uh... use
0: coffee. Probably I should try the mental focus. Uh, I should <laughs> check back in with that one instead of just.
1: I'm um, still a, a, coffee large free. Coffee. 30, Thirty-eight years old. I've not had a cup of coffee
0: still. Yeah, I forgot that about you. You never tasted coffee, <laughs> or had a cup of coffee, or whatever. I mean, nope. if you haven't tried it yet, there's probably no need to really worry about it. I feel exactly. like it's, it's we've been we've been doing it, we've been utilizing it for a while, so I'm not too worried. Like I feel like there's some potentially even some good things with it, but obviously, yeah. if you're just using it to dehydrate yourself and or add inflammation <laughs> or acidity to the body, that's not necessary, right. you know? So yeah, totally. I bet you
1: that it's the way it's great for attempt, enemas, they, what's that? It's great for enemas. Coffee uh-huh. enemas yeah. Phenomenal. yeah. Um, Get the pancreatic uh, Dr. Fluid Gerson, cranking. right? Yep. You got it. Yep. I don't know. I mean, if was, the, he didn't invent it, but that was, it's a big part of the Gerson a big therapy. Part of his... to, yeah. Due to the, I mean, cause really the, what's happening with, with Max Gerson's therapy is there's so much intense juicing that's going on and detoxification of the body that if you are not doing the coffee enemas you're not going to be able to make it because you got to get those toxins out of your body so when you're doing so it's that, almost like pulling coffee... it
0: out from the other end
1: yeah one thing that's so yeah when you're doing the coffee enema the your almost entire bloodstream flows through the pancreas i want to say it's like maybe 12 times Um, Uh While you're, while you're holding this coffee enema in um, and that pancreatic fluid that's produced from the caffeine and the coffee assists in purifying your blood really intensely. So you're able to eliminate those toxins versus them just overwhelming your blood system.
2: Right. That makes sense. I mean, I'd heard
0: those together for a while, but I hadn't really thought. Mm-hmm. About as much the direct, immediate, like you know, helping pull out those that release of toxins. So yeah, it's amazing. To the body.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what has been done with Gerson therapy is phenomenal, and it's it's a shame that you can't actually get it done. It's it's a shame that it's illegal in America. You got to go to Canada or Mexico There's, or something they like have that. Australia. like
0: Gerson. In, yeah, I always think of the legit institute being in Mexico, but they have some sort of offices, I believe, and I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. I they, had they, some sort of they do. In America, but they can only do, probably similar to certain stem cell places where um, we have offices here, but if you're going to do a certain type of stem cell work, you're going to go off yeah. um, off, in, off the mainland or whatever.
1: And um, in, in, it may have changed since um, I was at the Gerson Institute, but probably, gosh, at this point in time, it's probably been four, 13, 14 years ago um, mm-hmm. when I left... North Carolina and went to San Diego where, um, <clears throat> what was her name? I forget her name, um, but it's Max Gerson's granddaughter. And mm-hmm. she now was um, running the, uh, with a couple of people running the Institute. But yeah, that was the school where you could go in San Diego and actually get trained to be a Gerson practitioner. And that's really what's prevalent in America is that you can have, you can call upon someone to come into your home and facilitate you using the Gerson therapy. But to actually go to a place and get it done um, was too risky. And so it was only like a in-home situation. Okay. So Makes sense. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really phenomenal just to see... Even though, the, you know, this woman was pretty old, but, like, the spark in her eyes about, like, carrying this lineage and, you know, the um, excitement and the juice you could tell within her from um, helping so many people was really fun to see. Not to mention the juice from the therapy, I would imagine, too. <laughs> if, right. <laughs> didn't Double intend juice. for that pun. But <laughs> juice <laughs> pun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've Move heard the, uh,
2: the
0: Apocrates jams. Institute down in Florida does some good stuff. Um,
1: what's the institute? I, what's Coca-Cola that? Institute? What'd you say? Yes, they do. They do <laughs> stick it
0: to my veins. Um, <laughs> they do uh, the Apocrates Institute, I believe it's oh, called, yeah, down in yeah, Florida. Okay. I've just recently heard one story of somebody that went there and um, and, you know, says it's great. It's the bottom line.
1: Yeah. And it's so amazing. You know, when we, <clears throat> I'm, I feel strongly that technology, all external technology is only, well, I guess I shouldn't say only, but one of its big functions is to remind us through the mirroring aspect that we're capable of doing what it does as well. And so, I believe that the most sophisticated technology on the planet is human or human beings. Um, and when you look at, you know, m- technology you buy today, you get such a great owner's manual that tells you like all the details about it and how to actually, you know, properly take care of it. And, you know, battery picture, picture. all <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the, all the various aspects. Um, but then, for the body, you know, it, it's it's amazing to me, and it just to me it points to a bigger picture that there may be some individuals that don't want us to have the proper owner owner's manual to really know how to how to allow the body to opti- to function at its optimum state. But as I have decided to really look into biohacking and look into optimizing our states and optimizing you know minerals and body functions and things of that nature it is incredible what is out there that's so supportive for the body that we just you never hear about unless you're actively seeking it out Um, and that's a shame to me I, i hope that as we've officially now moved into the age of aquarius and we're you know letting go of this you know time that we've been in um and you know moving into more of a a space of um sharing and support and thriving that you know this the optimization of of human experience will be at the forefront of you know what's taught in schools to our young kids and you know, and really even get to a place where it's like, yeah, you can't even get high fructose corn syrup anymore. Like it's not even out there. You can't find MSG anymore. You can't find these neurotoxins that are, you know, ultimately throwing a bunch of you know sticks in the gears of your brain. Like it just doesn't even exist anymore, which would be ideal, I think, for me. So it's you know, it's not so much that someone has to choose like, ah, oh, Doritos are really tasty, but I guess I should probably be eating these you know sweet potato baked chips or something, you know. That's like right. if you just can eliminate the that um, very enticing option, then it's so much easier to make those decisions. So I'm hopeful about that. But it's been really eye opening for me to lean into the biohacking community and really start looking more deeply at like, you know, what's because what what the reality of um, of nutrients is that you've got exogenous which is like a supplement, which is something that comes from outside of the body, and then you've got endogenous, which is something that's produced within the body. So, for mm-hmm. instance, um, vitamin D, which is phenomenal, um, and you know, and even right now, too, there's lots of doctors talking about how good it is for immune system and fighting um, viruses and things of that nature, but <clears throat> endogenous vitamin D, which is produced within the body after you've been out in the sun for around four to five hours. um, That endogenous vitamin D starts producing and continues to produce for three days. So you're out in the sun, you start making this exact type of vitamin D that your body can actually utilize, the perfect delivery system, mm-hmm. and it continues that for three days, versus taking a supplement, which is not the ideal t- design and delivery system of vitamin D for our bodies, and some of it's absorbed, but most of it's not, and then you can take that every day for three days and still not get the amount that you could get from being just outdoors for you know a short period of time. So it's and really interesting. The body's production of it, yeah. Exactly, right. So instead of, you know, trying to take these things from outside and put them in the body, it's more so like, how can you kick off or catalyze that dynamo effect so your body starts doing it internally? And that's what's going to be the proper delivery system to really get you what you want. Right. So, yeah, it's been really no, that fascinating. It reminds yeah. me of a lot of the, you know, cold and hot therapies too you know
0: mm-hmm. a lot of the wim hof stuff and yeah um, um cold water or or hot water triggering yes um, a body response that is similar to as to if you had worked out in terms of inflammation and uh, mm-hmm. some of those things i mean I, there's a lot yeah. more to it obviously but
1: yeah there's so much i mean it's it, it's hilarious when you know you really look at what's It's look at how simple things can be to really be healthy, Um, how simple Mm -hmm. it really can be. And then, you know, you look at things that have been done by indigenous and go, man, that's so barbaric or so, you know, crazy or weird. And it's like, why in the world would you do that? And then (laughs) then, you know, fast forward to peak performers and people who, you know, elite athletes and things of that nature. And it's like, oh, interesting. They're discovering now as these scientists are, you know, tracking the brain waves and tracking different, you know, functions of these elite athletes' bodies, what they're doing is actually, you know, making a huge impact on their functionality. And, oh, surprisingly, that's the same thing that these, you know, Eskimos used to do or something. And it's like, oh, interesting. Maybe we don't, uh, you know, or maybe we're not that much more advanced than these uh, indigenous that you know, we thought were just cave people.
0: Yeah, and are, it turns out they're way more aware of how <laughs> how
1: the stars might affect the body
0: uh, if oh, the yeah. moon affects water and the moon affects the mm-hmm. body, you know, then what are the stars doing? And they also maybe are a lot more aware of the importance of grounding and just mm-hmm. touching the earth and being connected mm-hmm. to it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, a this little. is a random, not random, but to pull us back a little bit, just for somebody that's thinking about more daylight, um, yeah. You can also get a benefit, I, I from what I understand, too, even just a minute or five minutes or 15 minutes um, or even like the more skin you have exposed, the better. I know the eyes are the best absorber of sunlight but mm-hmm. um, and, and for, for the sake of vitamin D, supposedly. But I think when, when you hear four to five hours, that might be optimal, triggering the body, creating it for the next three days, maybe is what you're saying, right? right? It's not so much that... Well, okay, so first thing you do is you quit your job. You go outside every morning for five <laughs> hours. You know what I
2: mean?
1: <laughs> right. Uh,
0: just yeah. a, a thought I had.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, I um, I think that I'm also way off on that time. Um, exactly. I wish that uh, the, the CEO of my company was on right now because he would tell us the exact amount of time because gotcha. we, actually, we actually have a uh, – a sensor technology that my company owns that the CEO um, designed, which is a sensor that you wear on your body. It's a sticker, actually, that you put on whatever. And as it changes colors, it tells you where you are in your natural production of vitamin D. Um, So once it turns from, from yellow to red, once it turns red, you know that you've gotten enough vitamin D to start producing it internally for the next three days. So you could go, cool, all right, I'm done. I'm going to go inside now. Um, or nice. go, okay, now it's time to apply sunscreen because now I don't need to get any more sun. Um, I need to not get burned. Um, I've gotten the level of sun that I need. So that so the, the four to five hours... I'm pretty sure is way off. Um, but gotcha. that's not my job <laughs> and that's not my role in the company to know those things. Um uh-huh. I just make sure that the things are produced and to the I keep track team. of the
0: ideas, but maybe not how many minutes it takes for it to trigger. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but that's I think funny. it could
1: I, I, be way shorter than four to five hours. Like forty five yeah, minutes yeah. potentially even. But I
0: forgot who it was. I I'll was get back to you earlier. on that. Yeah, cool. No, that's cool. Um hmm. I mean, I'm down with that. Even the idea of just trying to get uh, skin and eyes exposed to light. Oh, yeah. Know? And I miss it a lot, too. Uh, you know, a lot of times my sleep schedule will kind of s- go later. So I'll be staying up later and sleeping later in my mm-hmm. daylight. And So yeah. I do want to keep an eye on that. But.
1: Yeah, it's good. And, you know, definitely in these times right now when people, you know, have been inside more, like even if you can find a, a window, you know, ob- observing the sun pattern of how it, you know, f- spills into your house. And go, okay, right. cool, I can sit in a chair in this particular position from, you know, one to 145, and I'm going to be able to right. get, you know, sun for that amount of time or something. Like, that's just as effective, or yeah, and is speaking, still very
0: effective. Speaking of the, like, you know, looking at someone who you wonder if they know as much about science as current society, you know, if you're looking back into the history of man, or even looking at the animals in your house, how interesting how, how you know... Um, whether it's looking back on history or looking at you know contemporary even the animals know
2: mm.
0: I feel like a lot of times I remember my my animals tracking with the sun in the window you know oh yeah and that could <laughs> be as simple as uh, no it's just warm just warm here you know so I'm, right. maybe, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't read too much into that but it's interesting that um, they would they would oftentimes uh, love sleeping in the
1: yeah light I think there's the I think there's multiple aspects to it really you know because then you th- bring in something like sun gazing. And, right. you know, the the individual who I don't remember his name at the moment who, you know, kind of really pop made the, the sun gazing practice popular. But one of the things that he did was existed for, I want to say it was over a year without eating and just absorbing the prana life force energy um, Sanskrit prana from the sun. Just, you know but I think it was, I think it's like 45 minutes to an hour um, before sunrise, um, like as as, from dawn until like an hour, Mm -hmm. hour and 45 or 45 minutes to an hour. And then similar, like from dusk till sunset, those safe gazing times, but he, that he existed off of sunlight. So As I, you know, as you're talking about that, like I watch my cat always in the window, you know, when the sun's out, she's laying in the window, soaking it up. And I think there's there's things going on that we don't even have the technology to understand yet, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, the sun gazing thing is a crazy one because growing up all you ever hear is that you will go blind if you look at the sun (laughs) and i remember the few times that like i glimpsed up and caught it in my eyes and um, you're like close your eyes and you can see it for three minutes and you're like oh my god try to remember what green is um right but then uh, man i I think it was that guy maybe one of the first things i'd heard about um you know i I forget i don't know the guy's name either about someone who sustained long periods of less food intake due to sun gazing. Then you hear about communities. Yeah. Not so much less as I mean, zero. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, his, I don't even know if zero. I had heard first, maybe it wasn't that guy, you know what I mean? But I've yeah. heard different stuff like that of people for shorter periods or longer periods. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that I've just never probably, I'm just, you know, it's such a weird thought. It's almost like I goes into the flat earth or sphere or realm earth where I like hearing people talk about it, but I'm, It's funny because the the flat earth, round earth earth conversation or sphere or it's so much more complicated than just like than just the title of it. Um, I just don't engage Mm -hmm. with it too much because I don't really care. Um, uh, I'm going (laughs) to do what I'm going to do at least immediately. And today, Um, I don't know, that's that's going to be long down the list on affecting me. But this one's funny because I feel that way, but um, if I just check my emotions on it, sun gazing, uh, I'm not really too worried about it. But, (laughs) um, you know, that's something that does, you have access to the sun every day and your food and health and energy is directly applicable to you today. Mm. So that's interesting. I don't know why I haven't, probably just because of the terror of going blind and it just seems like such an absurd thing. I know absurd things exist though and our society has Tons of things I think are absurd that are mm. how you stay healthy. So totally, I'm open to it. Just like yeah. the you know the ocean tracking idea,
1: right? Yeah, and also you know it, it's probably worse for our eyes to be absorbing so much blue light from all of right. our you know technology screens than it is to be you know staring at the sun for a period of time. But I will say that when you actually follow, because I stargaze or i i uh, sun gazed for a period of time when i was in california because one of the things that's a crucial part of the sun gazing practice is to walk barefoot on earth afterwards to ground that energy into you and the best substance to actually stand on while sun gazing is sand and then to walk on that afterwards so i was in california i had access to that you know and so I, I explored that practice. But the way that it works is you do it in 10-second increments. So the first mm. day that you do it, you're only supposed to look at the sun for 10 seconds. And then after that, the next day, then you do it. And, and it might have actually not even been like 10 seconds every day. I think it might have been like 10 seconds a day for the first week. And then right. after that, you can go to 20 seconds for the next, like, maybe two weeks or something. And you build up, and it's not until, like, a year that you're supposed to actually st- sun gaze for the entire amount of time, which I think is 45 minutes, something mm-hmm. along those lines. But you do it in very small increments. I, for myself, my experience with it, I didn't hold to that pattern. It just felt so good. Like, <sighs> I just... <laughs> Will Ferrell... I used to t- take a pair of binoculars and stare at the sun for over an hour. <laughs> oh, Harry Carey here. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Will Ferrell's so good, but it's yeah, it a hard just felt question, good. Norm. <laughs> yeah, it's not if rocket was, science. If you were, what did he say? Would you if rather you were be hot a tough in your field or have my <laughs> <black> cow disease? <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Uh. I would I'd be delicious. <laughs> I'd put relish on me <laughs> oh God well, I forgot will. about that, yeah, Wolfram will crush that so good, yeah, but yeah, it did feel nice, and I couldn't limit myself to ten seconds. I was like, ah, i'm good i'll I'll push it to a couple of minutes, <laughs> but it was there was there is definitely something to it. I will tell you that I didn't do it for. You know, like months. I did it for probably of maybe a, a week or periodically um, over a couple of weeks. But there is something to it. There, it, it mm-hmm. definitely there is a feeling that happens. Um, yeah, if you if you want to explore it in a safe way, we we are not held accountable for your experience, <laughs> positive or right. negative, but. Uh, Not doctors yeah. or scientists officially <laughs> yeah, right. giving
0: you official life advice or yes. investment advice. Maybe you know, don't invest in a sun gazing company that you know suggests. But you do invest do in Bitcoin. Right, Man,
1: right, I think right, exactly. I think we take so so those of uh, those of you listening here. Um, What's that? This is uh, uh, this is our second attempt <laughs> at this podcast, um, due to not being able to be in the same place, um, with me being in a different state than Hans and with all the, the craziness going on, um, your audio just you got a little bit afar, further away from me on and, the, uh, uh, I didn't, are you there? I didn't get the clear message last time to, uh, record my side of, of this conversation. But last Hold time on a second, are you there? Oh, did, oh uh, there you go.
0: Sorry. You just got super far away.
1: Oh yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? Something happened with Um, my audio on the mic
0: was probably fine, but, uh, I I heard what you're saying. Okay, cool. The headset.
1: But yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't record last time. So this is, we're, we're talking about this again. Um, but in our, in our last conversation, um, oh gosh, now I forgot what I was going to say.
0: Might've been a Bitcoin
1: statement. Oh, that's exactly what it was. Thank you. Was Bitcoin. Yeah, I mentioned Bitcoin. Oh my gosh, dude. Bitcoin has gone up so much since we oh, talked last.
0: Yeah, it's so funny that um, all time highs over and over again. It's like, what, around 36 or 37? or I mean, it touched 40. It's like
1: day. 42 today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is gnarly. so, yeah, it is pretty gnarly. And it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know, know if
0: gnarly is the right word, but gnarly can be good or bad.
1: Yeah, gnarly in the sense of like, you know, crazy, crazy. Yeah, gnarly climbing. Um, Like it just has been climbing for several months now. Mm-hmm. Pretty ridiculous. But yeah, I'm 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 pretty shocked of how high it is compared to our last conversation. I'm, I wish I hadn't mine, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not a good thing to get the non-investment advice out of the way, but um <laughs> I feel like. Whenever the next run comes on it, I think it'll be another. It'll be even more jaw-dropping in my opinion if there's no regulation. Mm-hmm. But is this? I feel like there's good there. I don't know. You a lot of times in February, um, there's a pullback. And I don't know if that connects yeah. to the, the yeah when there's Chinese no electricity New Year or the aftermath or whatever. But also the, you can't yeah. ever predict this stuff, and it's a small enough market to where people can manipulate like manipulate it like crazy, you know? So,
1: mm-hmm. man,
0: I don't know. The, I think as long as you're the, not trading around a bunch and just getting yourself into losing track of stuff, well, not as long as, I think you can also ruin yourself investing in some stupid coin. But yeah. um, I don't know, Bitcoin, if it's CIA designed to track us, that's maybe a possibility. But in my brain, as mm-hmm. long as people keep cash in the mix for mm-hmm. the sake of just general... Mobility, immediacy, freedom, or whatever that would be. Yeah. And then you have something maybe like Bitcoin and Ethereum to create smart contracts. You can get banks more out of the mix. Right. I just feel like if you go full speed into cryptocurrencies, that sounds like terror to me. That sounds very bad. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a central banker, (laughs) I'm stoked on that. Wait, we got everything on a centralized ledger or a decentralized ledger. So everything can be tracked. Sweet. You know? Yeah. So it's, an, yep, my brain goes both moment. ways.
1: What's that? I was just saying such is the current moment that we're in of like, oh, close down all businesses and forced to go online and all communication now is through zoom or something like that. It's like, oh, that's, right. that's really hard
0: to track. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, you got to, you know, balance that out. The, I love using convenient stuff, but man, when things start to go down or get shut off or
1: who knows, it's right. crazy. Yeah, um, I guess we
0: haven't seen. I guess Gmail or Google a couple of weeks ago went down for a bit. And uh, there's been a few big ones like that. Yeah, AT
1: and T had some problems too after that that uh, quote-unquote bombing situation. Whatever was going yeah, on. Yeah, the Nashville event on Christmas that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, super weird. I'm so glad I'm I'm not there. That's, I'm super
0: glad that I have DVDs because we were rocking the movies. No problem that day <laughs> Nice with no nice. internet. It was great. Yeah. Um, or at least no, we got, I didn't enter my phone cause I'm not AT&T on my phone, but um, oh, okay. the house internet was down and um, yeah, I mean, i I've, I had a, it was a great, it was the vi- That vibe is weird, but it did not stop the good day. That was Christmas, at least for me in Nashville, yeah. um, especially yeah, the because there's no, or, Potentially no fatalities down there, you
1: know, right, um, yeah, I mean, it when it announces itself, it dog. makes it easier,
0: yeah, the whole situation is very, very weird, um yeah, and creepy of 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 the announcement, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just you know yeah. to be I told myself a few months ago that that I don't know what's going on, but I'm, it's just harder and harder for me to buy all the all the standard story. Yeah. It's nice to buy the standard story because I can get back to whatever I'm focused on, but, um, uh, too many coincidences in this last year. So when we have a explosion in our town on Christmas day, um, right? you know, I don't know. It just seems very odd to me. And, uh, yeah. I don't know much about explosions, but there's, there's people saying it, it's nothing. There's people saying it's a crazy dude in an RV and there's people saying that it actually blew up a, a data center next door to it, so right, you know, all that stuff in my mind. Again, it's back to the the ocean uh, research. Mm. If you claim you saw a fish, you know, I'm not going to claim I know you didn't, but uh, yeah, but I'm also yep. not an explosives expert, and I got I got a, a sweet Christmas gift to open up right now for a second, so hold on.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, and there's definitely you know if, if you look at something on a realm of. Covering one's tracks or being smart about um, completion of a task, things of that nature, like, you know, taking down something that's a data center is really going to be helpful. It's really, to me, it's it's not any different than, like, the burning of libraries and, like, you know, the whole Constantine thing and things of that nature where it's like, oh, yeah, well, hey, it's really hard to have this information if it doesn't exist anymore. Right. And we could just give you some other data. It's going to be just as good, trust me. So it's kind of like there's the the digital. We're in the digital day now. So instead of there being a library burning, there's got to be some kind of a destruction of of data. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, and if
0: that if that is the case, and if if they're saying that data is more valuable now than oil, then that's an, another way of thinking mm-hmm. about it. That regardless of what happened with that RV event, right. a whole bunch of Super valuable oil was lost. Uh, possibly. Like, I don't really know. It's not like I work across the street and I know that's a data center. I just, a lot of people are saying that.
2: Right. And yeah. what does
0: that mean? I also don't know if that connects to who knows what and if that's a good guy mm. or bad guy situation. I mean, sure. again, is yep. it this random dude or is it good guys or is it bad guys? I mean, those are the mm-hmm. three most obvious steps. And
1: yeah, maybe, true. you know, I'm cool if if you,
0: whatever, the, you know, I don't know what yeah, the situation is. Yeah, is it covering
1: one's. Yeah, covering some is it covering your tracks so you can't get caught or is it taking away the information so you no longer have it to work with to you know, pull pull your diabolical schemes on, you know?
0: Right, yeah. Um We will see.
1: Yeah. Knows? I think the you know, the, the things that are best to depend on and, and lean into right now are like spring water and sunlight and Right, nutri- not trying nutrient to dense figure food.
0: Out. Yeah. I mean it's interesting to look into. I have one colleague, uh, coworker that felt the blast, um, from what I understand, mm. but they're okay. Her and her husband are okay and there's nothing crazy like that. But um I've one other person I know that was down there and woke up to to the ruckus before it all went down, so um uh, mm. Who yeah, knows? It's weird. They shut down, down the airspace over downtown, that's weird too. Hmm. Um, I don't know what that means, but it was interesting. Yeah, interesting. So but yeah, I mean, yeah. If, the, if the internet goes down, if AT&T goes down for a few days, hopefully you got Scrooged on DVD. If it's Christmas, <laughs> which we do, uh, and Bingo. it was sitting right there with Die Hard and Prancer, nice. um, Prancer. and a few other classics. <laughs> Prancer is one I'm 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 learning about uh, over the last few years.
1: And I guess I think Prancer is one of the ro- one of the reindeer.
0: Yes, yes, Prince okay. one of the reindeer, and there's a, a pretty small movie with, um, I forget the guy's name, in The Big Lebowski, he's the cowboy that's like, I like your style, dude, you know, that guy.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yes. He's
0: he's in Tombstone, he's the
1: quintessential yeah. cowboy, Yeah, dude, Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, what is his um, name, I forget Sam, his name, yeah. Sam. 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 Uh, yeah, everyone listening is like, oh, Sam, such and such. Screaming, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was also in the Golden Compass, phenomenal book okay. series, trilogy, and yeah. movie as well. But, uh, yes, actually, I know no, you're I, am, about I never,
0: I don't re- normally do this, but I am going to. Elliot, before I even had to type it in, Sam thank goodness. Elliot, there it is. I was yeah. typing in, though, because it wasn't hitting me.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: yeah.
0: Anyway. Old prancer. Um, yeah, we got all the... <laughs> get all the good christmas
1: movies in this year nice yeah it was a good christmas man i it was a super white christmas here for me the most snow i've seen since i've lived here um it was awesome i was snowed That's in fun. for christmas it was great yeah it was very white nice. it, was, uh, it was cold it was super cold but it was beautiful to look at nice yeah, the well, we did FIA a place a, going
0: oh score yeah totally yeah Uh we did a uh Legitimate Christmas tree this year. It's been the first time in a while that mm. I've done that, um, and I was not the originator of the idea, of that idea, but once it got all up in the mix and we got it all decorated and the vibe was set, I've I really enjoyed it. So,
1: yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, me too. I, I you know, I, I think what I would like to do moving forward is, is I didn't have a tree this year. I haven't had a tree in some time. I, I'm I struggle to feel okay with you know having a tree that's grown just for my amusement to be cut down and burned or something Oh, you gotta you know? get the
0: plantable ones man with this with the bag on the bottom
1: that's what i was just getting ready to say i think that's what i want to do especially now that i own my own land um i think it'd be fun to be able to plant the tree and and have that be a you know this was the super white christmas you know year which i didn't have a tree yeah. this year so i couldn't say that but um i could do it in remembrance but yeah i like that that concept. Well, then yeah, I think
0: it's it's interesting because he's he's uh, she he whatever that the tree has actually they, hung out with you in your home and been yeah. you know alive during that and then you're taking outside and planting it you know it's just yeah. kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. It is a, it's double a double your way price to,
0: tag, but it's you get a cool tree oh, in your
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to also track time too and be like wow look at that look how much growth you know and and just the, and if you look at like the more of the chinese or kind of asian representation of the elements um you have one of them being wood which is representative of growth so mm. being able to witness growth too and and see how much you've grown as it's mirrored in this the growth of the tree would be fun i think too
0: yeah yeah there's definitely a a beauty in the i've only planted so many things but um have a few good memories of planting specific. Um, like a banana tree. Uh, oh, interesting. When I was in a climate that wouldn't support it. Dif- Canada. Different interesting things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those, those Canadian bananas are so Man. good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, better if you microwave them. Though. That's really what That's it is. That's true.
0: The Canadian frozen and then microwaved <laughs> bananas. Yeah. The texture is... Yeah, irradiated. People just love the texture. I don't even know if it's the taste, but you know how people love banana texture. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So good. Uh, yeah. Nothing like it. Somebody I was
0: running into last year was—they were explaining to me there trouble with bananas. Just, just the 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 texture was death to them. So.
1: Interesting. Well, the thing that's funny about that is there's so many different textures to bananas. Yeah, that's you a good got, point. Like, got to get the right point. You got yeah. So that's hard for uh, you. Would, if I was in the conversation with that person, I'd want them to be clear on what color <laughs> is the skin of the banana. That they don't right. like the texture because that's usually a determining factor. As someone who's a big fan of bananas myself here, yeah. If there's peanut butter I mean, involved, I'd, at least
0: I'd rather go. I'd rather lean into the green than lean into the brown, to be honest.
1: I concur on but, that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So what's um, man? It's you know, uh, it's fun to to be able to just chat with a, a good friend, um, solid brother. In the in the midst of really crazy times, and not have to, you know, think about or, or go into what's going on. But man, we are definitely in some very history making times right now. And, and I and I wonder sometimes, like, man, what is going to be in the the history books, you know, twenty years from now, if. I guess that's me extrapolating that school is going to be a thing, and there is going to be people, you know, teaching kids the history from right. the past, which potentially might not be the thing or might not be important. But if it was, what would be written in the history books about what's going on right now, as it's you know January ninth, tenth, I mm-hmm. guess, twenty twenty one, like you know we <laughs> we we are in some unprecedented times and well even so. before
0: getting to that question what do you mean by in the future history teaching history might not even ha- you just mean like the school system might be totally different and so we can't see it hopefully yeah or, cause I feel yes like we would definitely be teaching history in the future one way or another but maybe I'm potentially
1: I mean I would say yeah, well, that yeah. that you know we might like for instance um, if you look back at like some um, We'll take the the Flower of Life book um, by Duran uh, Velomakizic, and in that book, phenomenal book, both of those. If you have y'all haven't read those, but um, he talks about you know some of the things that are taught to children in ancient Egypt about like how to travel through the cosmos, and the way that you do that is through your fiery chariot which is ultimately a a spinning merkaba which you put your consciousness into and travel and so as you're a kid they teach you how to feel this two interlocking pyramids one right side up one upside down put those in you know together and then you get this you know pointed star that you then imagine yourself inside the center of that and then there's a sphere around you and the points of each one of those pyramids is touching the edge of that sphere and you're in the middle of that and they teach you how to spin it forward that Mm -hmm. Merkaba then they teach you how to spin it backwards then spin sideways both ways and then just in general just do whatever you want with it but have it spinning and so as you spin that that then creates this kind of um Field that you're able to put your awareness, consciousness into, and then travel wherever you want. It's like your spaceship, pretty much. That's not being taught to kids today in school, Um, (laughs) but apparently it was, you know. And so, I say I don't know about what is going to be taught in the future because as we're moving into a time where, you know, no telling what life is going to look like. You know, the events of a ridiculously seemingly very rigged um, election situation and all kinds of craziness that might not be pertinent to seed into the minds of, you know, the young people on the planet um, slash even be something that's a part of the timeline anymore. You know, it might not even exist anymore if we move into a timeline that's more harmonious and things, you know, kind of like Mandela effect are just eliminated all of a sudden. Um, it okay, might not even that be a thing.
0: Yeah, that helps me understand kind of where you're coming from because yeah. it's not so much that, yeah, just you're kind of saying there's maybe potential for change that is crazy big and so the school system itself could be, you know, could be almost like a snake shedding its skin maybe mm. if we're talking about the age of Aquarius in right. the same way that, you know, we're not going to go around and, and put a gun up to Dorito stands. If we're going to get rid of those, <laughs> it's got to be education based and people right. saying, oh, I don't even want this, man. Um, right. So yeah, maybe go it's, okay, I got you. You're saying more like that. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Think, yeah. Certain things in history you want to let go of. So you're not just sitting in some nasty frequency for too long. And then other things it's like, Hey, just so you know, this did happen and be aware of it because you know, yeah. there are, there have been bad people in history. Um, so
1: yeah. Um, slash, anyway, you know, these. Cool. That, yeah. Yeah. Slash potentially, you know, looking at the one thing that I've really been, finding is incredibly valuable to my life lately is the um accepting the concept and integrating the concept that there is nobody on this planet besides me and nobody no other human that i interact with has has their own face all they have is a mirror and when i'm looking Mm -hmm. at that person and i'm talking to them and everything that they are doing saying being sharing with me, all of that is just me. All of it is just a reflection of something inside of me, whether it be on a very big level or be on a very small level. It could even be, you know, about how the, the, you know, there's some type of a, you know, crazy attack happening on, you know, my liver or on my endocrine system because I'm not getting enough X, Y, Z, but understanding and, and allowing the potential that everything you see, everything I see around me being a reflection of some aspect of myself. So even going like, yeah, there's these, there were these bad people in the past. It's potentially not even about that, but going there was, you know, uh, a, a reflection outward reflection, outward fractaling of our internal imbalance that caused us to collectively manifest this situation versus going, that person's bad, you know. Um, mm-hmm. m- more so if this person's waving a flag to go, hey, look at this. Look at this part of, of what you're doing and how I'm reflecting that back to you. Um, which goes back again to, you know, the the man in the mirror, Um, which I, you know, I I mentioned that story to you last time, how impactful that was Michael Jackson song. It's so true. So how, how then how
0: do you feel? Yeah. What's that?
1: Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, just one of the lines of, you know, how can I, how can I ultimately just go through my life and pretend not to see that there's, you know, people starving and, you know, needing help. it's like, mm, no, you (laughs) can't. I mean, you can, but it's, uh, it's not the most productive, harmonious, compassionate way to live. But what are you going to say? Right. Um,
0: and that last point, how could, oh, without noticing that other people are, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, n- well, I guess it's just a, a tying that in then to, is that a, a general thought or is that a thought in terms of um, the future of education potentially, or is that a thought in terms of like, when you look at conflict um, in the country, there's a part of that that makes you think, okay, what can I do today to, to calm conflict in myself and do my part around mm-hmm. me? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say that. No, I think yes, there's something to
0: that. For sure. <clears throat> Absolutely, the, the holographic and universe, man. We're all like. There we go. I was thinking about this, you know, before we've talked about it. But if you cut the bottom corner of a photograph off, you know, mm-hmm. um, a regular photograph, you'll get say it's a photo of a man, you'll get the foot of the man in that photo. Um, right. But if you have a holographic image of the man and you cut the bottom corner off and you zoom in, you'll get the whole image again, in the yeah. sense that the whole picture is in every part of the picture. Yep. Um, and if that's the case it, when people say this is a holographic universe if that's what they're getting at then it makes sense Yep. Um,
1: yeah and that's one of the things that I've, a, a good friend of mine has been kind of saying is there's this one central projector just like a projector you use to watch a movie and that projector is projecting out and fractaling out to what we're seeing and mm-hmm. so to change that you have to go to that one central projection and make the change there, and then it will ripple effect everywhere else. And I, I've, uh, I've yeah. always, you know, and I like to, this analogy, visual came to me one day um, about really any type of personal work, whether it be emotional work or even like physical, medical work. But um, if you've got a, I think a lot of the way people work is, is say you've got a tree and that tree on one of the branches you tie a rope and then from that rope at the bottom of that rope, maybe that rope's, you know, four or five feet long, you tie a big rock. And that rock then is gonna have a shadow on the ground as the sun moves. And what most people try and do is go, Oh, this you know, we gotta address this shadow. And so you try and dig that shadow up, or you try and remove that shadow, or you try and paint over it, or you try and do something to get that shadow to go away but until you go and untie that rope and remove the rock that's the only way to really remove that shadow and so I I see it like that too where it's like you're seeing this outward representation of something that's going on internally and you can point that out as much as you want and blame other people and, and you know try and look at it as being something separate from you. But until you really see where that shadow is coming from of that rock within yourself and remove that, you're not going to see it disappear in the world around you.
0: That's like uh Plato's allegory of the cave where, mm we're all looking at um, shadows in the wall and we think that's us. But the reality is, you know, one person, if they can get up and walk back towards the fingers, they're making the shadows and then to the fire, which is another, it's the projector. Right. Mm, yeah. um, and then you can even, you know, move on from that climb out, climb out of the theater, you know? Yeah. Um, that is, that's a great thought. Cool, and I it never really, heard that. That, that comes up to, there's some good um, imagery. Like people have drawn cartoons based on it that are great, you know? Mm. Um, cause it's, you know, a, vi- a good visual, but yeah. I what's funny when you think about it from the health perspective, um, changing reality or changing health, this is something that I've heard coming from a more secular side and also a more religious side in terms of healing people, um, where they have talked about going into uh, spiritual mindset, astral space, everybody calls it different things, you know, that's what's so mm-hmm. interesting about it. And picturing pure health, perfect health, natural mm. order in the body, and then using that to project down into what creates the form of the body. So you're actually going right. into a space and claiming or projecting, um, and then again, it's like you're affecting the projector, and then the body uh, reacts to that like a sh- like it's a shadow, right? Right. Um, and I don't, I don't obviously don't fully understand it at this point. Um, obviously meaning like, you know, that's, I'm just trying to explain it the best I can, not that people can't understand this. Um, but I always thought it was really interesting that I heard basically the same breakdown from people that come from very different walks or beliefs. Mm. And that's the stuff that honestly I love is when, um, it's the same as the religion and science to me are more like sisters holding hands working on a a detective case together. Um, Or it's like you know two filmmakers, one that loves digital and one that loves celluloid, but they're still into filmmaking. I, that's you know whatever. But yeah, um, I just that was really powerful when I when I realized okay, there's something here that um, that multiple people are describing in terms of the pro- uh, go to the projector. I don't I yeah. don't know the, the directions. You know I've heard I've heard I've heard people talk about it, but um, it might be possible. you know.
1: Yeah, and you can actually what you're talking about is. Um, is actually videotaped um, from the, the medicineless hospital in China, which that alone is just like I, I love that that term, medicineless hospital. Um, yeah, which it is. Uh, there's a medicineless hospital in China, and one of the things that has been I just done wanted to por-
0: like exhale it with like ah, oh, that sounds so good, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Like so do a little shoulder shimmy, a little like ah, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, so good. Um, and so Greg Braden, phenomenal author, um, researcher, d- phenomenal human um, in general, but uh, he went over one of the things that has been done there um, is the remover removal of tumors with exactly the practice you were just talking about. And so there's actually a video done where there's uh, and it's like an ultrasound technology where you d- use to obviously see a child within somebody's stomach but using that same technology to to view in real time this tumor shrinking within somebody's body and so in the video you see the you know person uh, finding the tumor with the, the um, with the ultrasound and then the freeze on one side of the screen the freeze frames that image when they find it and then on the left it continues to be live and then there's these three practitioners around this woman, and they kind of have their hands over her and are, are kind of start almost simultaneously kind of chanting this little phrase. Um, and you see, over a matter of, you know, maybe it's like eight minutes or something or less, you see that tumor just shrink to nothing. And they interview the uh, practitioners and the woman afterwards and the practitioners, you know, they said, what, what were you doing? What was going on? And they said that they visualized being in the presence of a fully healthy woman, healed woman. And they felt what it felt like to be in the presence of a fully alive, healed woman, free of any issues, tumors, or anything. Um, and they directed that experience and that visual and that thought towards her. And then they said something that kind of loosely translated to um, already done. This is already done. And the woman, they asked her her experience. And she said that all her experience was was really to just sit there and believe that it was possible for this to happen. And you see it right in front of your eyes. So that's it's beautiful. And that's very right. much something that I feel like is is where we're moving in towards. And when you've got things like that happening, you know, it's so much harder to monopolize things like uh, you know pharmaceuticals and things of that nature. And you move into a, a different um, a different structure of society altogether. So right. I'm excited about that. Yeah, you
0: can't patent. <laughs> three people that are doing super weird mental projector changing mm-hmm. type work that, yeah. You know,
1: and another, com- another thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Well,
0: if you're coming from the natural, you know, American medicine, it, we do so good with accidents and trauma, you know, that you right. can't deny that to a degree. Um Yep. But it's so easy just to keep running with that idea. Uh, I mean, it, that's how I was in the past where, Aggressive medicine and aggressive surgery, you know, we're, we're, we're go get at people. Let's be aggressive. Let's get it done. Let's save time. Let's cut to the chase, you know? Right. Um, it, it's just interesting how easy it is to go down that road
1: and, and yeah,
0: makes it hard to believe that other techniques work. Obviously.
1: Yeah. Know? What were you saying? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. This is Wild. But along those same lines, kind of, um, there's the experiments that were done where they took frog eggs and a, a Petri dish. Oh, yeah. They, they, they changed the they,
0: gender with the laser
1: or something? Oh, dude, it wasn't even the gender. But, yeah, they, they did that as well. But they took I, – I think. I'm pretty sure they did. But they had frog eggs, and then they had another Petri dish with salamander eggs and then a laser and they shot the laser through the salamander eggs into the frog eggs, and those frog eggs produced salamanders, not frogs.
0: Right. I I say right (laughs) real slowly.
1: Yeah, it's easy to wrap your mind around that. Have we reached the projector? Is this the projector? Have we made it here? Right. Lasers. Lasers have some interesting stuff. Light in general.
0: Can nice. we add another Dodgers World Series in there real quick? Where's the slide <laughs> changing
1: thing? Right, yeah. Huh, interesting. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to do
0: the healing for everybody? Yes, I do. <laughs> but can we get Kershaw another World Series ring, please? Yeah. And then, we'll yes, we'll heal the... all the – no, I'm joking.
1: We'll get to the I other stuff later. Sleep. Yeah, that's uh, maybe what's no, going on with cool. the Browns right now, huh?
0: No, I don't know anything with the – are you joking?
1: Oh no, I, I mean I was kind of joking, but yeah, the Browns football team is like in the playoffs I for the first time offended. in like 600 years or something. Oh, right on. Cool, cool.
0: <laughs> I'm so out of the loop on football, it's crazy.
1: I don't even. I only know because my friend I was going to his house to take some stuff from my house today. I called him and to make sure it was yeah. okay to come over and he was like, "I'm watching them getting ready for the Browns first time in the, forever in the playoffs." So I was like, "Oh, okay." Cleveland getting it done. Yeah. So That's I nice. don't I don't know much about football. I did have but the urge I know the, to watch I know the, the Browns are in the playoffs for the first Day, actually. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I kind of just wanted to like land the couch and like watch people with different Christmas pennants and different people breathing cold air and you know just the <laughs> energy of it. It's almost like Thanksgiving, just because I remember that from a kid, you know, having a sports mm-hmm. event or a parade on or something. Like yeah.
1: That. Yeah, and Thanksgiving uh, and stuff. Yeah. Man. The football thing has really been cracking me up because I. I have as I've been out a few times um, have seen like a, fo- a football on a screen like at a restaurant or something and it has made me laugh so hard at the absurdity and like the double standard of this whole pandemic situation that we're in of like okay, when you're on the sidelines, make sure you have your mask on and stay six feet away from everybody but as soon as you step on the field, Take off your mask and just hug the other people around you and be all on top of each other, grunting and slobbering on one another. And you're good. Don't worry about that. Like, no big deal. But as soon as you come off the field, put that mask on and create distance again. It's like, it's so like this hilarious. It's almost like um, reminding me a little bit of like the gladiator times where it's like, We are, you know, wealthy, you know, uh, people who, you know, want to be entertained and because we want to be entertained, we can just completely, you know, do away with all of the things and cautions that we're supposed to have because we're in this crazy time, which is, you know, I don't even think really accurate. Um, which is very obvious when you see something like this, it's like, okay, so how are these guys? Like, it's not a big deal. They can just do that, and it's, you know, but come off the field and put your mask on. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's so hilarious. Yeah, there's a certain part of it. It's like dance, monkey dance a little bit.
0: There's a certain part of it, which is, like, keep the the people getting their bread and the entertainment. And some of that I appreciate, and some of it is, man, we have the best entertainment in America for a reason. You know, the best (laughs) entertainment and the biggest military Mm. in the world here, I think those things go hand in hand in terms of people are very happy, plenty of entertainment and sugar, you know. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't know about that stuff. It's like, if people are trying to, I guess the mindset is like, it helps a little bit on the sidelines, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my yeah. mind, if you're in a, <laughs> if you're in, if you're rocking that bubble system, it, then I guess if you, once you're already in it, then I don't know. I, I, I just, I see some athletes wearing a mask on the field, you know, and I would think yeah. that that would wear you out.
1: Oh gosh, um, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, but it's that's so I, but I mean even go
0: ahead. Well, I just the, the I know what you mean, man. It's the same as when you see pictures on airplanes of like people standing super distanced in line for the airplane and then they get on and it's just as elbow to elbow as it's ever been in a closed environment for 3 hours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I get the other side of it. Like, I don't know how to make that any better in terms of if we're going to fly, you're going to, you got to get in the plane together. So what do you want us mm-hmm. to do? I, I, I get the, the logic is, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, my brain just is just like, did you sleep well? Did you get vitamin D? Like that's <laughs> really the, that's let's start with that. And then let's work into all these other things, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to be, well, I, I feel like I've even said that some people almost get been irritated that, that I want to start there. And obviously it's polarized, it's politicized. <laughs> so it's not like I'm shocked, but it's, right. you know, I'm down to, my whole thing is if you want to distance, if you want to wear whatever, do it. But um but I do think it's important that we can at least raise our hand and say this doesn't make sense logically to me that if that right. you know, I've even heard some people complaining that the the mask started when you couldn't social distance wear a mask and then mm. it slipped into a little bit more of social distance and wear a mask. Um and i guess that's a, that makes sense too, to me you know and i get the idea of a slippery slope too you know all this stuff is very i just want to keep facilitating conversation on it that's what's the yeah. almost my biggest thing is because yeah anybody scoffing too hard you know pushes it at the other side away uh, yeah you well can hear and the here's deflation the thing that's... kind of at the end of that sentence i'm like i don't know i'm like rambling yeah. a little bit with it
1: well and i think that here's the thing that's that's fun about the conversation that we're having right now is that the piece that we just kind of came out of before we went into the football thing was the piece about the medicineless hospital and these three practitioners eliminating, dissolving, transmuting this tumor that was inside of a woman because they. Believed and held the experience in their body and in their mind that as if they were in the presence of someone who was healed, and who didn't have any issues, while right. being in the presence of someone who did have an issue and did have a tumor within their body. And that woman, all her job was to do was to believe that it happened, that it was possible for that to happen. Which so, is we're reengaging with the idea of placebo and then group placebo mm-hmm. effects. Exactly. Exactly. So that's it to me is like, okay, well, what do you want to believe about it? Because, you know, if you want to believe that there's something that is, you know, out there that if you get it, it's going to kill you, then most likely that's going to be your experience. If you want to believe that you're immune and that there's, you know, nothing that can penetrate the the sovereignty of your being, then that's going to be your experience as well. And I think that people have a hard time accepting that, and that is really triggering to people. But you look at things like we just talked about with this—you know these individuals b- believing they were in the presence of a healed woman, and she becomes healed. So I think that's mm-hmm. where we really have got to get to is, yes, is there something that's out there that people are getting sick from? Absolutely. That's not in question from my perspective. Now, I will also say that... My grandparents, who my grandfather just turned 92 last week, and my right. grandmother is a few years younger than him, they both got the virus. And within seven days, they were back to totally normal. So right. is that virus, is this thing that's out there that is that is potentially getting people sick worse than any other flu season that we've had in the past? Potentially not. I would say definitely not if it was if I was you know fully going to be pressed about it and someone wanted my truthful answer I would say absolutely not I would say that there is a you know we've got a pandemic of false positives and we've got tons of deaths that are unrelated to the virus that are being deemed from the virus so if you hold a really strong belief and you know want to go along with the narrative then it is exactly the placebo and it's all it's exactly going to be your belief that that's you know a really deadly thing and you're going to be living in fear and you're going to be so concerned that you're going to be a magnet for that experience so Mm -hmm. i'm you know i hold the immunity consciousness and am you know doing my part to shift that central projector as we talked about and spark, you know, collective immunity consciousness um, because we're much more advanced technology than we realize. And Uh I, I believe that this entire thing that's going on is solely to scare people into getting the mark of the beast, which is the vaccine. Gotcha. That's my truth. And maybe it doesn't drive with other people's, but, yeah. Well, Of course, nowadays there's plenty
0: of truths that don't drive with other people's. <laughs> uh, the, oh, I think it's with the um, the. I think I'm I'm in terms of the placebo and the mind and the self creation and kind of through the power of the mind as a part of it. You know, this is probably a drastic example, but I think I'm sharing that influence with all these other powerful people too, in the, in the sense that if I step sure. in front of a car. And I really believe it that that person might also have a belief that this car is going to hit me, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. But I do think big time that that placebo thing is huge, that the fear ties into health. I think there has to be something with the, with the, this person is healthy mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just too much there. And I think that is a big deal that, that you want to keep yourself in a positive mindset and not be, um, Really, I don't know, creating inflammation or anxiety or exhaustion in your body that, yeah, attracts or draws that stuff in, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, in terms of the
0: numbers and all that stuff, um, you know, my, I've, for probably eight years now, It's the the mainstream news is right there with politicians as, as big. I just have a real, a lot of trouble when I watch the mainstream news. They stress me out. I don't, I don't, <laughs> it just seems so absurd to uh, me. Oh, okay, I can't. have it. That's kind of where I they, to me, just seem like a fear factory. The whole thing is just mm-hmm. pumping out fear. Sure. Uh, and, and I think you can make an argument that that's, that keeps you home to be safe and it keeps you checking the news to know what's up and it keeps you watching advertisements, which makes them money. You can say it's to make more money or you could even, I, I'm open to the idea that it's, there's more nefarious things there or it's society mm. control or all that stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, but that's the thing that so when I show up to a story that tells me to be afraid I and I'm I'm not not trying to pay attention. I'm trying to be aware. I'm not trying to get sick from anything. I'm not trying to get anybody around me sick, you know. I don't mm-hmm. I haven't held a test tube in a long time, so I'm not, you know, I'm trying to listen. Um Yeah. But one thing somebody I heard, I think it was Del Bigtree, which this guy is known for not, you know, speaking against a lot of vaccine stuff. So I get that that name might be triggering for people, but in an interview with him he was explaining and I even spoke with somebody who um, it was a friend of mine that's no longer works in these industries but had been talking to different people that either work for the state in this sense he was talking about medical friends of his that seemed to verify this um, but that this year we've actually changed um, how we register so for instance um, if somebody, was dying of an illness and their um, immune system lowered to the point where they caught um, pneumonia or something so they could have cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And technically they died of pneumonia once their body got so defeated by the cancer that it couldn't defend itself. So they would say um, died by cancers with complications or by complications and pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And he was explaining that this year in 2020 or last year, um, we actually made the official change to, we, we, um, say you had COVID in 20, 2018 or 19, they would have said, um, you know, died of cancers with complications of COVID, but they made the switch to actually it just says died of COVID. Uh, right. And, and I, I've heard that from a few different people and I'm trying to be reasonable and also skeptic, you know, um, when I start to hear like, that's a big one that I'm like, we should drill down on that. And I'm hearing from people that this is a real thing. So, I don't know. That's one that's kind of stood out to me is like, let's look at that because, um, and yeah, I can find a link to 10 articles of somebody that says, yep. And some, and 10 people that say debunked. So I get get it. You got to spend time and look into it and try to honestly find your own answer. But I'm not, I'm not trying to make anybody sick. And I'm also, I don't know. Don't shut everything down too fast because the, we don't want too many businesses to shut down. And we don't all want to be sick and dead, so let's let's come together on
1: this. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, I'll tell Uh, you another little piece to this whole um, cause of death situation that is so ridiculous. And you know, if you look back at at anything really, and you follow the money, or you you know, there's money to be made. it, it's pretty easy to see there's, you know, some kind of a manipulation or something going on. But one of the things that now is a, a situation is that, and this was, was learned about firsthand with my family because my grandmother um, passed away on my mom's side, not the same one who had, who had COVID that I was telling you about, who survived after seven days or was fine after seven days. But on well, my mom's side, um, she passed away, and what happened was, she she had had cancer for a long time, um, and it was a slow situation. But anyways, um, she had a nurse who came and, because uh, she was at the in the end of her days, she was at her, at home, so she had nurses that would come in, and there was a nurse that came in, who then after being there. um, Well, actually, she had gotten tested, but hadn't gotten the test results. And when she got the test results, she tested positive. And so a few days after that, my grandmother died. And before the test results came back from my grandmother to determine if she had it or not, the insurance company, who was supposed to be taking care of all of her medical bills and taking care of her funeral and things of that nature the insurance company said well we can't do anything for you until we get the results back from her test because if she comes if the results come back that she's covid positive and that it's determined that she died because of covid then we actually cannot pay for anything for you and there's nothing that we can help you with so if yeah follow the money." Exactly. So that's the thing that's so mind-boggling for me. And it's like, oh, yeah, screw scaring people about the numbers. Like, if we can just say that the cause of death was that, and then insurance companies don't have to pay for it, like, holy cow, that's better than scaring people almost, you know? But if you can do that and scare people then it's like a total win-win you know from the diabolical side of things but yeah and that to me is a scare super sketchy. i mean even
0: aside from scare people it's straight up you've got a major powerful company with an incentive to log this person down as one way or another yes you know?
1: well and then also if you look back at you know you look at the individual who invented the tests that are used um who didn't he pass away yeah he, he passed away last year shocking um, How did he die, or what's the, what was the cause I, of death? Did they say? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what the cause of death was. I know was. people
0: pass away all the time, but it's so unsettling that that guy had to pass away this year.
1: <laughs> I know. Yes, super weird, super obvious to me what's going on. But he said there's a quote from him that says that you can you can find anything in anybody at any point in time with this test if you want to if you run the test long enough and, and, that, and that
0: refers to how many cycles right the pcr, exactly. the PCR test you can run the pcr you test, can cycle, cycle. yeah the sample through multiple times yeah, I've heard people exactly yeah there's different settings for different things of how in the different suggestions for almost like a microscope can zoom in and keep looking and keep
1: looking right yeah it's and he used the example or somebody used the example not him um But someone used the example of it's similar to like, you know, we'll we'll use the the house that you used to live in, you know, old school house when we were back in the CPA days that, uh, you know, I used to come over to. But if somebody was to go into that house like a forensic team and search for, you know, a month and find a hair of yours tucked somewhere randomly and because they found that, then they say, oh, yeah, he still lives here. That's right. the equivalent of being able to search far enough and go, oh, yep, this is it. It's like, right. no, that's not That's not the situation. The way that it needs to be done is if you find something, but within 20 to 25, maybe 30 cycles then there's an issue. But if it takes you 50, 55, 60 cycles to find it, there's not an issue. And so that's what he's saying, is that if you run it long enough, you can find anything and anybody at any time. And the yeah. only data that's not being collected and shared is that cycle data. So that's why I feel like we're having a pandemic of false positives, because people are just running that data, running those cycles for so long that you right. know it seems as if everybody's got it. Which is, to me, that's why... You can test positive but be asymptomatic because you don't have any symptoms. Yeah, because it's such a minute piece in your body that it's never going to give you a problem. But right. it's there just like any other, you know, maybe parasite or some kind of a something you may have in your body that's present. But is you know, small enough that it's not an issue, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a very, uh, very poorly... Designed, or it's not a poorly designed test, but it's it's a poor system to be able to base something as huge as you right. know shutting down companies and businesses and staying at home and all of that stuff. Like it's like okay, if you're gonna make that big of an impact, either right. you're doing this on purpose or you're an idiot and you need to be handling it differently and really looking at that cycle data and saying, yeah, you need to be quarantined and away from people, but you guys are totally good. Like it took 70 cycles. Like you're never, you're, you're fine. Right. I've heard even so. people
0: say that, that, you know, the getting up in the 30s is, is a lot too, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. so many of us like, that's the, the, my biggest, I mean, kind of repeating myself, but it's back to the, like, the thing that stresses me out probably the most is the, is that a trigger or anxiety that comes up when people want to have the discussion Mm. Um, because that's how we maintain anything being balanced is just being able to sure. talk it out, you know.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if you're if you're someone who's really paying attention to the mainstream, then your narrative is going to be very clear, and that's going to be very hard to open that person's mind to something else. And it's yeah, be and I don't even mind. You know? I'm not
0: even really worried about even opening too many minds because I don't have too much ability to do that, you know. But I just. I want to be able to honestly share what I'm thinking and let them do the sure. same and then we can high five and get back to agreeing once again on hopefully Kershaw wins the World Series. You know what I mean? You can still tie <laughs> right. in the stuff right. that, that you like and I know that's a simplistic way of looking at it but that's how we maintain keeping you know a society in a good spot I would think and Yeah,
1: and it's also us, how we f- it's also how we further experience and understanding too because being able to look at something from a different perspective gives that opportunity to somebody else to go oh interesting i hadn't thought about that but now right. that i can take my perspective and your perspective now we've got two different angles and now we can yeah. start to really get a better picture of this three dimensional object you know
0: definitely it's an asset it, that's why it's so sh- it's so psychologically it's stunning how psychologically it can be taken as an assault on your personal mm-hmm. reality which is you you know it can really make some people mad
1: uh, yeah, and I, you know, that's yep. fine too. Well, I, it's just sim- being challenged. It's people get yeah, yeah. really hard there.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, and it, it's similar to, and not to get all up too much in it, but it's similar thought cause you were mentioning the election before and i watched, yeah. um, the majority of the house and Senate debates on the sixth. And I want try to watch Trump's speech, you know, um, like I was saying earlier with the glass or whatever. And, um, it's a similar thing too, where I'm almost noticing, um, if somebody is, I don't know. I I watched a lot of alternative media too, and different people kind of posting funky videos during the election. I'm not at any of these places. I was at one polling center when I went to vote. You know what I mean? Like I didn't see any of it, but, um, it does weird me out that people are so angry that were trying that people were trying to discuss it, and even that people were objecting to votes mm-hmm. um, during the debate, because that's not a very rare thing to object to, um, ver- or ratifying or verifying or certifying a state's right. votes. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I want to say most elections that happens in, and, and if not, then it's like recently, every other one. But
1: right, yeah, so, I mean, look at the with Gore and whatever Bush, I guess it was, or right? Or, or no, I, yeah, the, the whole they did a whole recount like. I wasn't a big deal. Like there wasn't, I, I don't recall there being, and I was well, much more It was a big deal, but it, it was that okay that it, that exactly. we were. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm exactly. not saying
0: this really is, a, it's really comes down to the whole free speech, which ties us into the other, another yep. major controversial topic, which is all the social media stuff. But, um, if you're lying about something or if you're a bad guy, like I, I want you to be able to share your thoughts because hopefully that's how I stay engaged and keep my eye on you and, and say, mm. these people are crazy. So, Right. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, but um there's definitely I don't know, it's just hard for me to trust Republicans or Democrats or the mainstream sure. media in general. Yeah. Um yeah, and, I and think when one I see thing things that... that are normal in the past, people are saying this is horrible that you're questioning this. I don't get that. Mm. Um because if it's bogus, let's talk about it and get it out. And maybe they Yeah, I really don't know. I I'm just trying to yeah. keep like all options because I feel like if I run too far in one direction with this is what's happening I start to blind myself you know
1: yeah and I think one thing that is really important that you know I think a lot of people lose sight on is that everything that we're experiencing right now with all of this craziness around election and yada 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 it is a country specific thing People in Australia aren't going through this same challenge of was the election stolen and who's going to, you know, spend trillions of dollars to fight this, you know, false positive situation and like all of the craziness like that's not happening in other countries. Here's a and question. So, though. Well, yeah,
0: I'll let, you, I'll let you finish your point.
1: So I find I think that it's important for us to remember to dive deeper and go, all right, What's going on is important, but it's not more important than managing your stress. It's not more important than eating healthy. And it's not more important than, you know, making sure you're getting the proper, you know, nutrients and hydration and sleep. Like mm-hmm. those things are more important than what's going on around us. And when we balance all those things, it's a lot easier for us to actually make educated decisions and understand and integrate information properly because we're balanced versus being so whipped into a frenzy about what's going on. I think we really need to dive to a deeper level and go, all right, what's happening on other parts of the planet? What are the animals experiencing right now? You know, what's potentially happening off this planet? So not getting so... Um, mm-hmm. wrapped up and, you know, at the, the, the tip of our nose, but going deeper.
0: Right, right. And I think I would say that there is maybe because of the influence of America, I think that even if it, Australia isn't immediately dealing with this, I think they're probably paying more attention to it than your average election just because sure. there's such a trigger effect. Um, and, But I know what yep, you mean in agreed. terms of, like, the world's a big place and – you know we either way, we still have to be dealing with our own frequency and grounding and health and absolutely community and all that stuff first,
1: yep, no matter what, yeah, and I think that it's to me it's it's very clear that <laughs> the systems that are around us are not optimum, so somebody has to drop in to their own being, ground in, open up their awareness, really put on their thinking cap, really dive into their creativity and come up with a new system. And in you know, Buckminster Fuller had a great you know quote around this is the best way to make a system obsolete is to or b- the best way to change a system is to create a new one that makes the old one obsolete. So if we can come up with a system that's better than the systems that we're doing now and actually put forth the energy and focus and time and money to build those systems that makes the old ones obsolete, then that's that's what needs to happen. I feel like that's what we need to focus on. It's more about we need to focus on solutions, and we need to focus on solutions that are inclusive to all instead of separating into these different categories and groups and you're left and you're right and you're poor and you're rich and you're skin colors this and that and uh, beside, get rid of all of that and how can we make things inclusive that take care of us on a very universal law level of respect and integrity and honesty and compassion and build these systems that are going to really support people and what they need that i think is where we're at and that's i think what's happening with this new age that we're moving into and moving out of uh, the age that we've been in and and this new age of Aquarius is creating new foundations new systems new ways of interacting new ways of moving matter around Um, that's going to be ultimately making the rest of what we've been experiencing obsolete and I'm excited about that and I feel like I'm a I'm one of those people that's capable and has the passion to actually want to be in those meetings and be even potentially gathering the people to come up with those plans. Plan it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's people out there
0: that are trying to put together the good plans and the bad plans and all that stuff. Like Right. The better the good plans are the you know. And the more how can you communicate it? You know, can you get to the core of why this actually benefits you? I feel like that's such a big mm. thing these days because it's so easy to mess with logic or get in there with the explanation that can muddle the waters and all that, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's we're definitely... Uh, we are presenting ourselves with some real challenges that we need to figure out how to... Um, how to evolve and grow and and really be use our intelligence to to get around because i think like you know that i i was shocked when i read this quote of the the world health organization that the most dangerous thing on the planet is someone who's anti-vaccine is that <laughs> someone a statement who does they made? that's a statement that they made the most deadly and dangerous thing on the planet is someone who's not wanting to get vaccinated. That is the, that is the like biggest danger of humanity, which uh, I, it still boggles my mind. Like it's, I can't even, mm. <laughs> I don't even have words for it. I'm literally speechless. Did asteroid that retire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking of that yesterday and going, okay, so you're, So, ultimately, what you're saying is that the divine intelligence that created us, the human beings, here on this planet, that they got it wrong, and they didn't design us in the way to actually be able to be capable of existing on this planet, and you, which was designed by them have come up with a better idea, and the way that that better idea is is integrated is through this little needle that pokes into your arm and injects something into you, and that is going to make you better than this divine intelligence originally designed you? I don't think so. I'm not buying it.
0: What if we lowered the price to
1: 75%? <laughs> right. What if we gave you tons of money to get people to believe this? What about that? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if nothing else, man, it's like uh, you're hilarious. Huh?
0: I'm <laughs> just trying to meet you in the middle, man. Like, if what you don't if we want also give injected in you? What if I gave you uh, a Starbucks <laughs> gift card? I'm just trying yeah. to meet you in the middle.
1: Plus a snuggie. We'll give you a snuggie and a, a Starbucks gift card. Two yeah, snuggies.
0: It's in- yeah, it's man. interesting with the uh, I mean, there's all sorts of stories coming out with the vaccine issues and getting it places and it arriving and it expiring and it not going out right and um different people even um front certain frontline workers not taking it at the, at the rate they should they were supposedly s- supposed to um there's so much fishiness with that i just uh, oh man when it comes yeah. to pharmaceutical I, i'm pretty slow on my feet but if nothing else i just yeah i'm gonna i would like to give it more time on the test uh <laughs> yeah. like we have talked be the about the first this before, one but Warp speed spaceship sounds sweet, but warp speed safety tested spaceship sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, agreed. I, I, am maybe I'm thinking more about advertising. My, it's my advertising mindset. I'm seeing how big the word warp speed is, and I'm, I'm just like, hey, Star Trek, Star Wars is sexy, but
1: yeah, aren't you
0: guys also explaining that, that the warp speed park is, is, is literally the safety testing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like it's like being on a, either in a plane with a parachute on or like standing up on a bridge and you've got the bungee cord and they're like you're like right this this parachute is packed right. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, we gave it the super warp speed packing. It's good. Yeah, it's like oh and you had, you had you had the person Yeah, and you had the like person inspect it. Oh yeah, they did the, they gave it the warp speed inspection. You're good. Yeah. Like Actually, do you have any not warp speed inspection ones? Because yeah. I'd rather use those.
0: And then, and then they push your shoulder, and they're like three, two, one. And you're like no. <laughs> and
1: right, you pull that, it, and the core just immediately breaks in half. <laughs> right. Um, hopefully, oh, it's man. over some
0: sort of water, and, and you can you can pencil and go
1: into it and be okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, or whatever. Yeah, high velocity. You're supposed w- to do in yeah, high impact. velocity water impacts are always gentle. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Um, yeah i don't know man man.
0: i just think i'm all about the old i've been thinking about it recently too like um whether it comes to i just tend to kind of be more like you know if you want to go get that injection get it and if you don't or if you want to wait then then do that you know and i I think i tend to lean into that when it comes to who you marry and whether or not you have a gun and whether or not you do a lot you know what i mean a lot of the rules and laws um we got to have some of that stuff, but uh, totally. I don't really want to. I don't want to have to pay somebody to make too many decisions for you. That seems like a waste.
1: Right. Of yeah, and I know I it's think, bigger you know, than that,
0: though. I, I know there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on with safety and health and money and control. Right.
1: And, oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, well, yes, yeah, somebody that I that I saw, um, I forget exactly what his title was, but his he was ultimately kind of explaining to this group of people. Kind of how the where they were in the realm of like how it was being distributed and um, the various precautions so that it did arrive and it was functional. And he said that because it's the whole, this, this, there's two, you got to get the two different shots. And he was saying that there's a much larger financial incentive for the organization to get somebody to get the second shot then there is financial incentive for getting people to get the first shot, which mm. I thought it was very sketchy in general that there's a financial incentive for someone to get that shot. That, to me, is just sketchy. But right. uh, a, a larger financial incentive, if you get someone to do the second one, that's like, wait a minute, There's that's weird. There's, that's just way, that's yeah. super weird. Yeah, I definitely. But I, one thing that I've, and something that I've, Kind of integrated within myself that I've found to be really helpful is being able to see people not by the physical age that they are, but by the emotional age that they are. And so you might Mm. have someone who's, you know, say in their 40s, 30s, 20s, 50s, physically, but emotionally, cognitively, maybe, you know, a toddler or you know a teenager or um, you know something very different and so for someone who's a you know a a toddler or you know a young uh, adolescent or something if you know there's the whole concept of mentoring or being a you know a parent whereas you know you're teaching those toddlers and those young kids how to interact with the world around them so you know if you see them getting close to the edge of a swimming pool and they don't know how to swim yet, you know you're going to go and, and assist them and give them some awareness and go hey maybe you know walk over here or or put up a fence so they don't fall in or you know show them about whatever the various safeties are. So I'm definitely keen on not, um, you know, telling people what to do or you know trying to give people the free will to do what they want. But also I feel like there's a certain responsibility we have as adults with children. To give those kids and children education on what they're interacting with, like like a kid picking up a gun, you know, they don't know yeah. what's going to happen. They go, "Oh, there's a hole. I'm going to look down it, and then they squeeze, and you know, like you've got to educate them of the of the danger of certain things. So, I feel right. like there is a certain level of responsibility for for those of us who see the potential of what could be going on here. And be able to at least kind of give somebody that other perspective and uh information and a little education to go, you might wanna just read these kind of things and you might wanna look at, you know, this, that and the other. You might want to watch this documentary about what happens yeah. when, you know, people have gotten this stuff. Um and versus being f- what's that? two hands off. Versus being two hands off and going like, Oh, you got your free will, do your thing. That's not my job. It's like well, it kind of is. So many people are, are just not, yeah, are yeah. a little too hands-off, I feel like. No, I know what
0: you mean in terms of just cutting off. I mean, I, I feel like those two things can exist together. Where when really when I'm talking about those things, it just comes down to I'm not going to lay – there's no force that needs to come from any of those decisions. I don't want to mm. pay anybody from the state to <laughs> force you yeah. to do make that decision. Um, Agreed. so that's, that's almost where I'm more like, you do what you want. Got it. But if you, th- if you maintain the free speech, at least from what I was picturing with what I was trying to say, you know, but when, when you throw, when you maintain free speech, then we got it, I, I would think, yeah. you know, like, cause, cause then you can share that. And even right. if somebody feels like they don't, isn't as engaged or something, let them share their thoughts that they want to, because that's than how we bounce back and forth, you know?
1: Sure. So, yeah,
0: no, so I like agree. We I, I think, a
2: ago.
0: well, I was just, just to finish Wait. that point real quick, just, I, I, I don't want to even have to force any ideas or conversations anybody. If no one wants to talk about these things, that's fine. But I love talking about them and, and Same. Um, I just, so I'll keep kind of bringing them up with people and feeling that out just so I can keep learning and evolving with these thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will be more hands off in terms of physically forcing you to marry this person or own this kind of weapon or not, or, you know, have this child or not, you know, even if I have my own opinions, I'm looking at how many millions of people we have here. It's like, if we're all going to keep it positive, uh, let's talk it out and freedom it up. Uh, Yeah. And also, you know, have have car insurance in case you hit me like it's
1: i'm not let's not go total freedom (laughs) craziness right yeah totally yeah and i think again is and not again but in the realm of um you know if if you look at like this is i i think what i'm doing at this moment is like feeling a little bit of heaviness around the topic because it's just, like, it's so gnarly. It's really a gnarly topic, and it's it's intense. And I know that, you know, just like the, you know, if it was the Michael Michelson-Morley experiment of the particle waveform situation, that what we focus on is what we're going to experience, you know? Mm. So in the realm of, of like, maybe pulling, pulling us to a different topic, um, I feel like, you know, with what you, what has been said by a lot of people, um, about this planetary, uh, shift that happened on the, the 21st, um, with this, I think it was a Saturn-Jupiter conjunct mm-hmm. that, that, um, you know, well, I don't with know the, if it is
0: Saturn-Jupiter, but I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I think it was, or Saturn-Pluto, maybe, I think it was Saturn-Jupiter, but regardless, um, yeah, and, and having, you know, as many people as possible, which from the various sources that I look at, we reached that critical mass that was needed to assist us to jump onto a new timeline. Um, yeah. I feel like in the realm of continuing to ground that timeline, we have to start almost phasing out even like too much detailed conversation about what we've been experiencing and what has been there. Because if we want to continue to focus on those things, then it's going to pull us back to that timeline, you know, or it's going to pull that timeline back into things. And that's not the timeline that I'm interested in being on. And it's, and I don't know if we've mentioned this before, maybe, maybe in the first podcast we did, but it's really interesting to see now this, um, the Hopi prophecy that was written on this rock, yeah which you is, did mention it in that. yeah and it's having a whole new um pers- a, a whole new kind of potential for me with the translation of it um which the those of you who don't know there's the horizontal line that has you know a, an image of two people standing next to each other with plants growing next to them and that just repeats on that along that horizontal line um that image and then about halfway down that line is another angled line that goes or line line that goes up at a forty-five degree angle, and it has the same image, but the people's heads are floating above their bodies, and the plants are dead next to them. And then that also, is such
0: a crazy thing that that's a like, right? Just interesting that somebody took yes. the time to carve that out.
1: Agreed. And as you go up that horizontal line, up at that forty-five degree angle. After, you know, a little while up that line, there's like a little lightning bolt. And what the Hopi say is that until you reach that lightning bolt, you can jump back and forth between those two timelines or two realities. But once you get past that, once, you know, the timeline moves past that little lightning bolt, whichever path you're on, that's the path you're going to stay on. And so I'm wondering now my take has been that it's, that's all technology based and the technology is disconnecting us from our bodies, which disconnects you from the earth, which then you don't care about the plants and you die and it's the plants die. And it's kind of like a, you know, um, ready player one kind of situation where everyone's living in these, you know, crazy shipping containers and dumps and you've got virtual mm-hmm. reality and that's all you care about. And you don't care that the plants are dead and things, but, um, I'm wondering, and it seems like that could be that we are there. We are that timeline. Those two timelines have split, and there's the people who are, you know, like we're talking about, of, you know, leaning into the information and knowledge of the medicineless hospital and how thought and belief affects us and the world around us. And those individuals would be the one that are on the horizontal line where they're still connected to their bodies and the plants are growing. And mm-hmm. then there's this other line that I feel like is potentially the, that timeline where people are going to be getting a shot in their arm. And that is another form of technology because what it seems like is that there is going to be some type of nanotechnology within that injection that's going to who knows what that's going to be capable of um, but it I would say it would definitely be capable of disconnecting you from your you know your true universal uh, spiritual self and I'm wondering if the two shot thing is that once you get the second shot that's when you're past that lightning bolt and you're on that project that trajectory But if you mm. get the first shot, you can still go back and forth but as soon as you choose that second one it's like you're gone i don't know we'll see yeah right
0: right no i mean i think it's interesting to see these ideas here ancient religious texts that that, like you know some of them are different a lot of them are the same and and some of these conversations you know that are bringing us these ideas i mean you mentioned like the religious reference of mark of the beast you know it's Mm-hmm. I understand people trying to bring this stuff in and just make sure we're doing it right. Um, it, the whole timeline thing stuff to me is so interesting because that is another, just like, I'm more engaged on that as an idea than mm. like we were talking about before how, when people start talking about flat earth or sphere earth or right. realm earth sure. or, um, uh, I'm, I'll listen, but I'm not totally engaged. Um, the timeline thing does engage me a little bit more. It's so huge that my brain is like, you know, is more interested in Göbekli Tepe, maybe, uh, or <laughs> underwater cities off the coast of Cuba or Japan. Right. You know? um, yeah. But the timeline thing. One dude I ran into this week that I, I we've talked about Ben Fulford. I think we used to. Oh yeah. Um, and I haven't listened to that guy in a while. And part of the reason why I ran into him in the past and that he was interesting to me is because he would he would make these ginormous claims about the state of the world and he was a world reporter i believe from canada living in kind of in the asian countries and i mean he's talking about the ancient dragon families with great wealth and the the, mm-hmm. the good guys in the mix and but anyway that's um whatever anybody's interest is in all those uh, theories or topics he's he brings up the timeline thing a good bit um and i don't even know what to say about it man but it's it's very interesting, and you throw a couple of Hobie prophets in there, or just one. Um, I'll, I'll listen if nothing else, because if you if you miss listen, it's more than I'll listen. I think there's something yeah. to that. I just can't wrap my head around there being. There's so many different theories, and people talk about the um, timelines or multiple dimensions, or that, mm-hmm. that maybe the Earth is here in multiple dimensions, and, and that there's. Sure. And different parts of art have kind of touched into this, whether it's even more recently like Stranger Things, that you have it's the mm-hmm. same world but it's a different world. You're, it's the under, it's the, it's a, it's a lower frequency or whatever. So I think there's different things in art to to, to help us visualize it, but sure, like of course, yeah, something there is, for even out loud.
1: or something even as simple as like phase shifting, where you've got something that is in a particular visible frequency spectrum. And then as that frequency changes, then it moves into a a new frequency phase that is not visible. And all of a sudden it's gone and we don't see it, but then it shifts back into that other spectrum that it was prior. And there it is again. And it's like, okay, well, where is that going? Is that Mm. going somewhere that, you know, is really a different place? Or is it just something that we can't observe? you think of even like, look at the, the cones in our eyes, And you've got, like, us that has the ability to see, you know, the visible spectrum that we see, you know, in the the rainbow. And then there's (laughs) a a couple of people who, you know, have the ability to see, like, some differentiation between a couple of colors. Um, And then you've got, like, a, a, a sparrow. Which you know has uh, a few more cones in its eyes than we do. Then you've got something like a a, a, ray, a butterfly, and the butterfly even has more cones in its eyes than the sparrow does, and it allows them to see like ultraviolet or see um, various other spectrums. And then you've got the mantis shrimp, which is this huge shrimp that has the ability to see, has, I forget how many, maybe 12 cones in its eyes, and it can see all these things that we can't see, including, like, thermal and stuff of that nature. Give me some of them cones. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, when you see, like, a butterfly that's flying around, and it looks like it's doing this really random, like, strange flight pattern, you know, there's a good chance it's actually just following ultraviolet or some other light spectrum that it sees that we don't see, but it right. sees, like, you know, the essence coming off of a flower that it needs to get nectar from, and it follows that path over to it. Yeah. And so, you know, you could use that as going, all right, well, that, we can't see it. Does that is that mean that it's in some parallel universe or some parallel timeline or something? What is it? Where right. does it, where is it, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's, there's there's a lot to um, to try and wrap your brain around with something like that. And some things are just not a brain thing. It's just like a, a heart-based <laughs> feeling thing, you know?
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. And that's like those two ideas kind of melt into each other be- maybe because it is harder to pin it down because we're inside yeah. of it, you know, we're trying to define this thing. It can be pretty tricky. Yeah. I, the reason I yeah, laughed I at the beginning of what you were saying with that was that um, I remember when I saw the graph that showed the light spectrum and then the visible light spectrum, you know, it's like a 10% or something absurd. And mm. and who's to say even that we, we know what the whole spectrum is, you know what I mean? Oh, of but course. I remember at least thinking like, whoa, 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 what? We can only see that. <laughs> and this is the agreed upon science. It's again, it's the spirituality and the science holding hands. Right. So I'm, just, I'm thinking so this is like a placebo effect where you guys are telling me that I can only see 10% of what is, aren't you guys the ones saying, if I don't see it. I don't believe it. You know, I understand right. that. And I've even said that to a degree in terms of skepticism, but it's like, okay, well, if you guys are telling me that there are 90% of things that are here, or at least 90% of the space that is here, I can't see. Now I'm kind of thinking I got to hold 90% of my belief pages open. <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like I got to be sure. more open. Yeah. Uh, but I just, that made it, me laugh. Uh, back yeah. In the a, day I, when I first saw that, like,
1: wait, what? yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Did you? Uh, and I mentioned earlier the Golden Compass um, series. I don't know if you ever read. Yeah, that I haven't I,
0: haven't. I haven't read them or seen the movies. I just picture a mm. bear fighting somebody in the snow.
1: Yeah, there is the, there is the bear, um, but yeah, there's only one movie. Sadly, I wish they'd have done all three. Um, but there's a there's a series now that's come out on HBO that is you know going much further. But the, the first book is The Golden Compass, and then the second book is called The Subtle Knife. And what's cool about that, so The Subtle Knife is this knife that allows you to cut through the subtle energy that separates these parallel universes. And wow. so they actually, like, one of the characters is able to take this knife and kind of, like, intuitively way kind of gently wave it around the space around them and and then it will like catch on a little like little energetic catch and from there they can then kind of push in and slice and it like slices and they can like cut a little seam and then go through that step through that seam and go into another reality or another parallel world okay Mick and Morty's
0: uh portal gun there you
1: go (laughs) that's the thing that's so hilarious about Rick and Morty is like ultimately you know you they've taken I feel like a conglomeration of so many different things and then Mm -hmm. gone like oh you know what like the hardest part of all of these things are is the traveling so let's just make it where you've just got a gun and you can just make a portal anywhere, anytime, in <laughs> any space and just go anywhere you want. It's this like the whole thing with Stargate even. It's like you can't go to this planet if they don't have a Stargate there. And even if they do have a Stargate there, they have to have the dial home device so you can put in the coordinates to get back. It's like, psh, no, if you just have a gun and you can just bam. It's yeah. like, there you go. It makes yeah, it, it works for, so for much comedy, easier. Right? It works great like it, for it, comedy.
0: Yeah, but if you're doing drama, we've gotta have, they got to have somebody – messing up the dial on the other end or
1: whatever <laughs> right all the different things yeah which also is you know the another comedy aspect of it too and why everybody's after rick because it's like if nobody else has that technology besides him then it's like okay we that'd be really handy because this stargate thing's getting kind of old and if we <laughs> could just use that that would be so much easier yeah all the time man yeah well, I'm
0: glad that I'm looking Richard forward D. Anderson to the new season. Still shows up. What'd you say? Uh, I said I'm glad that Richard D. Anderson still shows up in this conversation at some point. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That's been oh man, it's been so fun, and he's really he's like I feel like he's at his prime right now in this season that I'm in. Like he's he's really developed as a character where he's like kind of this like he's a little bit of like a smart ass. But mm-hmm. is also like really just driven to do the right thing, and is and is always gonna come through pretty much, and is never gonna back down. Nice. Um, but has also like been to enough worlds and been through enough portals that he's like not taking any guff from anybody anymore, and he's like in good shape, and he's like he just looks healthy, and he's like oh, it's it's so fun. I'm really enjoying <laughs> seeing MacGyver. Not he's been to all these portals, all
0: and he's in good shape. I mean, this is great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's on it. Yeah, it's it's That's been hilarious. fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I watched an episode of MacGyver maybe within the last two weeks where he oh nice he got, he, he follows Pete to Russia to help him uh, uh release some guy from prison or the father fo- awesome. who's got a daughter and they're working with the daughter and they're like there was a boat chase in it that was awesome uh, nice. I'd forgotten it but yeah I think it was season one at some point i want to say and that could be wrong okay. I, think, I think we were on the dvd what did
1: you watch that on you have the dvds well i have season 1 on
0: dvd but um That's it's so all over it, for a while it was on uh hulu or netflix or something but okay um, well, I'll it, find yeah it. anyway it was it was pretty uh, <laughs> they're like going by rocks and stuff in these speedboats and it's not like it's, they're doing cg with macgyver budget i mean or nice. macgyver's time frame you know sure <coughs> excuse me
1: what's nice. that yeah, both time frame and budget.
0: Right, exactly. I mean, because they as they went on and on, you can Technology. you can hear the sound or the score, of the intro song get more and more quality. You know, you see uh-huh. the budget boost, but <laughs> you know you're still dealing with a time frame.
1: Where yeah, technologies. You know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome.
0: Right on, man. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could kind of riff for a bit longer, but I got to keep an eye on myself. We're looking at like two and a half hours. Nice. So I think this will get us past our last uh, our last uh, the first time you were on here
1: nice uh, yeah this is good there's any
0: other major thoughts i mean i i was kind of thinking about us you know how we might be touching on topics and i, I kind of go both ways and and i want to speak my mind even if these are ideas or theories um and i don't want to offend too many people but i i also know that people are smart enough and adult enough and to be able to get over it and to, you know if they don't like something they can let go of it
2: but yeah it's yeah, and I have to acknowledge
0: that, but th- that's a you know it's a big thing right now. So I'm trying. Hopefully, yeah. we can touch on these things and not go too far or hold back too much because yeah, if you got a theory and it's weird or normal, like I'm I'm around to hear it, you know. So
1: yeah, yeah, and I and I appreciate that, and I you know I. I have held my tongue on so many <laughs> conversations with people because I I can I just know they're not ready, and it's not going to be met with um, anything besides opposition. And I just am not really interested in in going down that and spending energy going down that path. But tonight I have not really held back, <laughs> yeah. and and I, and I think it's it's great to be able to have you. Hold space for me to be able to express my perspective and what I'm seeing, and n- regardless of how you feel about that, you know, you don't have to agree, right. you don't have to disagree. You're giving me a platform to speak my mind, and, um, you know, y- it's up to you how you want to, you know, receive that and and handle it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 been nice. I, I appreciate you, um, yeah, being able to to hear me and also like give me other perspectives for me to, to kind of marinate on too.
0: Yeah. Well, I love it. And I tend, uh, I mean, I tend to kind of think whatever's happening is much more complex and much more crazy than we can imagine. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, when, when things get too simplified in the main pop public story line, That's where I start to get tripped up. Um, And Mm. I don't want to waste too much of my own time or sit and focus on anything that's a waste of my time or anything like that. But um, I I will tend to assume it's probably something weirder than we realize. Um, So it's pretty easy for me to go into those conversations. And if, you know, if you get too weirded out by something, then you don't get to the Stargate Reminder, and you maybe miss out right. on a sweet Richard Dean Anderson episode. So, if <laughs> yep. nothing else, I'm I'm be, I'm more well-rounded as a as a consumer of arts um, because I can handle uh, talking about weird yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big part of of life in general, is being able to hold your own ideas, your own your own frequency, and also be able to be open to hearing what other people have to say and not having that sway your experience unless it really moves you, you know? Yeah. Then awesome. But, you know, you've updated your stance. Exactly. But if you're not capable of uh, being able to even hear what somebody else has to say, then, you know, it's, it's a shame and it's sad because that's definitely not what furthers you as a person. um, Or, is what we need collectively here because everybody deserves to be heard. Right, right.
0: And we can all fall into that in moments or at times too, you know. So it's yeah. good to keep checking in with it. But
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this yeah. was great. I appreciate you having me on again. Totally, man. I I like like, we, I'm glad we, we got to – Covered some to, good ground.
0: To set it up uh, or make it work. Yeah. And I, I – you know, the more I think about the podcast, the whole goal is no rules and no – immediate plans you know whenever it happens it happens and let's keep it a fun thing
1: but i love the
0: idea that specifically that john uh mitchell and you are our first returning guests uh there's something about that that fits well for whatever this is is that you know he gets into weird stuff and we like to talk about art and film video you know and then we can get into all sorts of weird stuff and also get into the funky spiritual perspective into the art creative business where you know it's just um whatever it is it's I love the idea of trying to have reoccurring characters in the mix. Um,
1: yeah, that's I like that too. It's yeah, fun so. to to be able to also like even like tying back in the Hopi stuff from the first episode, and yeah. being like interesting. There's a new twist on this potentially. Like it's fun to be able to right. see see concepts and ideas evolve, you know, over time. As right, yeah, this plant. If you look
0: close, it's actually a hacky sack, and the lightning is when (laughs) it hits the ground. I don't know where hacky sack comes from, but trying to say who knows (laughs) if you take it in a weird direction, I'll I'll still listen to it. But, um, right, yeah, it's an interesting one, yeah. Let's keep the plants alive. I'm looking at the the two plants
1: next to me, uh, good buddies of mine, and let's keep my head touching my neck.
0: Let's keep that, let's keep that Mm -hmm. secure.
1: Agreed, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and also is it n- nothing wrong with uh, <laughs> letting a couple of people test the bridge out for you before you walk across it?
0: Oh, right, right. Well, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I, I uh, if somebody wants to, that's fine. I don't want to have to exactly. even push anybody out
1: there. But, no, 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 definitely uh, not. But if somebody wants to, I'm happy to watch. What's that? If somebody wants to, I'm happy to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also glad this is a little random, but I'm glad that when you said that I pictured Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones on that
1: <laughs> yes. uh rope bridge with the
0: dudes in the black and red
1: coming at him. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Doing the curls and tricep work out there.
1: Yeah, as well as also the from um the uh psh, oh which one of the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Where uh-huh. he's uh he's got the, the leap of faith kind of thing. He's gotta oh, just step yeah, out, great. you know? And yeah. it's like go for it. I don't see the bridge. I'll let you go first. And <laughs> okay, right, cool. right. I'll come behind you now. Dude, you yeah. got a
0: sweet hat. You should take this one
1: first. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you you can yeah. have my hat. No, I mean no, 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 I don't no. wanna take this glory you. moment. Yeah. <laughs> you are That's you're awesome. a
0: strike you got a striking jawline, sir. You should be in yeah. movies. But first things first, take you you go for it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going I'm going to stand here and witness your magic. Yeah. Well, power and, uh, to you,
0: brother. Yeah, Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, and Anderson, R- check, check. Um Yes. Good morning. The, the uh, invisible whatever aluminum, that's a
1: pretty crazy one to open yeah, with. Yeah, so. transparent aluminum. Look that yeah. stuff up. It's cool. Score. Yeah. Score. It's definitely the kind of stuff that like so that's one of the ways I kind of learned about that too was apparently um, that's a common building material on the moon. As if you've ever watched anybody who talks about like ruins on the moon or like glass domes on the moon, those are all built out of transparent aluminum. Um, in terms
0: of things so, that are stumbled upon or in terms of people that are potentially building now? Things that are stumbled the, upon. Things that gotcha, are stumbled gotcha.
1: upon. Like if
0: you look at, like there's very people I've seen people, people talk about have, different weird reflection patterns and stuff. I mean, I don't know what it means, but I've, I've heard stuff like that.
1: Right. And if you look at like, um, you know, research where people have taken various images that were taken from the moon and then mm-hmm. they run them through different um, different effects or different things. And you then start seeing stuff like on the horizon of the moon, uh, like these various different towers and different things that are right. shadows yeah, and whatnot. Spindles
0: that are a little bit too thin to, to exactly. seem Exactly
1: things of that kind of nature are they're saying are built out of this transparent aluminum stuff. And there's a lot of talk about glass domes on the moon, but it's not glass. It, it looks like glass, but it's this transparent aluminum apparently. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The it's moon cool there's, a
0: t- there's a whole other fun. I fun know. Right. On that,
1: <laughs> Episode three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Solving
0: the moon in an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From Han. Is the, it made? The, yeah. Taking a break from of... looking, watching Eternal Sunshine and The Graduate to explain to you about <laughs> what
1: the moon is. Nice. It's not made yeah. of blue cheese, although Harry You're Carey right. may have led <laughs> you astray. Hey. <laughs> <Hi>. Right on. <laughs> well, dude, All right, man, brother. Yeah. Re- rest well. I'm an hour ahead of you, so I'm starting to yeah, get, get a get little. Yeah, get some. It's, uh, yeah, I, got, I have I? to take my own advice from earlier and. I just adjusted my posture and go, right. I'm, I am feeling awake and energized so I can brush my teeth (laughs) and then get in bed.
0: Feel energized. And then might as well go ahead and get some of that mechanical sleep in there to help with your mindset of feeling energized too.
1: There you go. Doing both. Yeah. And give myself a new perspective of, I am going to sleep very well and I'm very ready to go to sleep. Right on. And I'll remember my dreams.
0: Yeah, well, if you have an interesting one, shoot me a text. Let me know what it was. Yeah, it might help me help remind me to try to keep track in mine. But in the meantime, yeah. we'll keep exploring so. and uh, trying to keep our own personal space positive and trying to create space for people around us to share their thoughts and maintain teammateness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it'll probably be a, I guess what's today? Right now we're recording this. So it'll probably take a little bit of time to release it, but it's the tenth. So, uh, quite possibly yep. could be a extremely interesting two weeks on the planet and it also yeah. could be not, it might just be this normal. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, it'll be, uh, we'll be in the mix one way or another. So later, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, uh, one last thing, um, well, two things actually, David Wilcock is doing a live video right now, um, because he is saying that he feels it's important for there to be a, another kind of global meditation happening. So I'll probably jump off of this and see. It started at eight, my time, yeah. seven, your time. So I don't know if it's still going. Usually it's about sometimes like three hours, two and a half hours, it might still be going on. But the very end is usually the meditation. So I might see if I can jump on that. You might see if you can jump on the meditation too, if that calls to you. And then the other thing that we maybe could talk of when we're not recording too, but just yeah. um, the, uh, what's the best way to get this file to you.
0: Um, I'll, let me hit you up. Once we get off, I'll shoot, I'll okay. shoot you word on that and we can. Sounds good. Uh, I can give you that information. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for the heads up on Wilcock. And it's yes. funny cause I hadn't heard about him in forever or checked. Oh I man. Haven, you know, he used to pop in from time to time uh, yeah. with all sorts of, with all sorts of he's statements. He's been but, uh,
1: laying out some really good stuff lately. I've, I've interesting. I'm really, yeah, I'm really, uh, been keeping my finger on the pulse of what he's in releasing.
0: Interesting. Cool. Cool, man. Well, thanks for the heads up on it. And this is great.
1: I'll be in touch. Okay. Yes.